You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. I love Matthew McConaughey. I have grown to love him. I, I, I was not a big fan for a very long time, as you may recall, and... I think I think what turned it around for me is I watched what's the submarine movie he did? Oh, U five seven one. Was that it? Widowmaker? No, it wasn't no, Widowmaker one. one. It was a different one. Yeah. Um, I do I do remember. That. I actually think I think I might own that. Like you know, cheap like eight dollar DVD or something from Walmart. Yeah. No. And then I saw the Lincoln Lawyer. Haven't seen that yet. It was. And now there's a TV show. The TV show is really good. Okay. Seen the first season, just started the second. I love it. I like it a lot. Of course, it'll suck if you don't like legal stuff. I love legal stuff. You know, legal like back when they're doing those all the John Grisham movies. You know, legal movies. Those were lawyer right? movies. Were like they were a thing for a while. A Time to Kill legal movie. Matthew McConaughey, mm. Samuel Jackson. I actually haven't seen that. You're kidding me. Yes, I think they deserve to die, and I hope they... That's, uh, You're damn right I do, yeah. and I hope they burn, burn in hell. hell. Oh, Nate, you gotta... I know, I know. I, so I'm there's just, so many I need to watch, because I need to watch... I'm just... I don't know how... I basically have to go through McConaughey's catalog, because I haven't actually seen a lot of his stuff. Like, I haven't seen Lincoln Lawyer, I haven't seen Time to Kill, um... I haven't did, seen like Dallas Buyers Club. I did not see that one. I was just going to say that. Haven't seen. There's another one. I think it's called Mud. That was in the last couple of years. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. No, I didn't see that either. I feel like I need I need to go through his catalog. Nick Cage. Although that's almost impossible because Nick Cage is just so prolific. There's he makes some, so many movies like that, and they're not like you know critically acclaimed movies, but he just works. You know, he, he just thinks. he works. I like yeah, and some of the ones that got poo-pooed on real bad i like um the one where he can see i can't remember the name of it the one where he can see like two minutes into the future loosely based on a philip k dick mo- uh book is um, that an older movie like i mean now by older i mean like you know 2000s, 2000s. yeah, yeah. jinx <laughs> josh <laughs> i said you that's how it works right yeah something like that um are we recording now yeah, it's live. Oh my god! I'm gonna put that jinx in at the end of the. Oh my god! Little, that's cool. Nice little tail of the tape. That's, that's cool. That's like, get a little more natural. Just you can just fade it into a natural spot. Yes, somewhat. Or just or just jump, just jump cut right in. Well, right. yeah, we usually pause and stuff. So yeah, this is on sale. I uh, I know you've got the Yeti, I saw but that. I, it's I, like, I recommend. What is it? It? like a hundred? It was like hundred eighty bucks or something. Yeah. How much does one like this run? That one in particular, like a hundred, huh? Hundred. But so the advantage of this is that it's got a headphone jack on the back, mm, so you can live monitor yeah, it even yeah, like yeah. at your computer. Um, I, so I've used this instead of my headset at work for like being on phone calls. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's got like a nice little when it's plugged into the computer. It's got like a nice little touch thing here, so you can adjust a lot of stuff. Oh, cool! That's neat. And then the XLR plus the USB is makes it very that versatile. Cool. That's like. It could be like you can like the streaming game with that, like yeah. So it's all right. It's uh. Let's see if I can. Oh, it's not without its issues. Like people say that you should up get the like a bigger version of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for our purposes, I like it quite a bit. 
But that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. cool. Um, gosh, was okay. So we're talking about McConaughey and uh, Cage. So I watched the the. Now I can't get the name right. The ridiculous, huge, almost impossible weight of impossible, immense talent. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. With, whatever uh, that's actually called. It was really good. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro. The Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal. He's really good. Actually, Jin Jarn was in. Yeah. Well. And he's a he's a huge Cage fan <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. And Cage is also a huge Cage fan in that in that movie. That's awesome. Of, you know, he just he's an actor. Right. He's like a self-obsessed actor, isn't he? Yeah. 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 It's uh, you know playing a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah, I love that. I love that one. Some of the some actors pull it off really, really well. Like uh, I forget what movie, but James Franco plays like a version of James Franco in some movie, and he's mm-hmm. like it anyway. It's hilarious. It's always a good time. So I need to check that one out. Cage does another has done another one like that. It's like um, I can't even, I can't remember what it is. It was like in the two thousands. It was like uh, John Malkovich, Meryl Streep. He plays he plays two characters. Um, Cage does. Mm-hmm. And then he's a, he's a writer. It's like Charlie Kaufman is who he is playing, I believe. Really? And it it's, and uh, Meryl Streep is an author, and he's like writing about her. Or no, he's not. Gosh, cut that part out. I sound like a moron. Actually, if you did that, you cut all of it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really good, and it's um. God, now I can't think of it. Um, Orchid Thief is like a fictional book, or maybe it's a real book that they talk about in that movie. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on. Maybe Orchid Thief is a real book. John Malkovich, Nicolas Cage movie. A true story of beauty and obsession. Yeah, Susan Orlean, yeah. Con Air? Yep, yep, that's it. Yep. Um, gosh dang it. Now what's the other one? How do I do Orchid Thief movie? Oh, it's called Adaptation. Oh. That's what it's called. Yeah, I've heard of that. It was Maybe. good. Yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of work for, you know, one thing. And I think I finally... I don't know, man, like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so need to get, I need to delve into McConaughey's catalog for sure, because. I, I think a few of them are definitely worth checking out. Uh, uh, Lincoln Lawyer for sure, and also um, A Time to Kill. Both of those yes. are just. I'll put those at the top. In my mind, top my notch. List. Although if you wanted to just slip right into the Lincoln Lawyer TV show, that's, you, you can go either way on that. So it's not like they feel very it's not different. some sort of like prequel or sequel. No. Like it, it's it's just like a retelling, basically. So it's so he the, plays, playing the same character and yeah. Did. The Lincoln Lawyer is based on a book by Michael Con- Conley, um, and it's so there's like a series of these books, and they're pretty fantastic, actually. Um, uh, mm-hmm. What's funny mm-hmm. to me, probably not to really to anybody else, is so there's like the Lincoln Lawyer TV show. Mm-hmm fabulous but there's also a bosch tv show and bosch and the lincoln lawyer spoilers are half brothers bosch yeah so there's a tv show on amazon called bosch with uh titus oliver i think is his name 
and they're in the, they're brothers in, in the this, book in the, in the book universe they are but one is an amazon show and one's an it is a netflix show <laughs> so there will be no crossovers oh huh. also i think bosch ended until amazon and netflix Get until, by until netflix is absorbed by amazon and by disney yeah, yeah. and disney the mouse House um what really turned me on to McConaughey was was like my favorite movie of all time, Interstellar. So, is that your favorite movie of all time? Really? Well, it's definitely it's got to be in the top three. But wow. that's like watching top that, three. and I was like, "That's a McCon- like McConaughey." I'm a McConaughey stan, as the kids would say, like two years ago. Maybe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I agree. He did phenomenal in that movie. Loved it. Oh. Loved it. Top three, though. Wow. I'm. I know we weren't planning on talking about this. What else is woefully in your... unprepared? What else that. is in your top three? Apparently, this is an interview, Nate Night. That's fine. Uh, so tell me, Nate. Uh, Nate, I love your love your work. I love your work. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, top three. Gosh, this is gonna be this is hard. Okay, so I've I've already I've already pegged interstellar in the yeah. top three in no particular order too. like i think i think when you get Ooh. into like your top five favorite movies for for me they kind of oscillate sometimes yeah i guess it's really it is hard to, to pin that down but i mean that that one is one that i always think of it's one of my all-time favorite movies it's one um, of my brother's favorite as well and uh, like it makes me it makes me ball like a baby he for, for the record, it. Nate did not cry when I watched it with him. I'm just, <laughs> just call BS on that right now. <laughs> I'm serious. No, no I believe you. I'm I serious. believe you. Sorry, not to not to disparage your feelings we here. We watched that together. Yes, did we, we did. I watched it at your house because I hadn't seen it, and you were like, "Dude, you never seen Interstellar?" Oh. And I was like, "No, I haven't." And you were like, "Never?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's what that means." Okay. Okay, that's not really how that conversation <laughs> went. <laughs> Interstellar, uh, I think I'll put, I don't know if I, no, I mean, just, just from my experience, now this is more like nostalgia, sure, but I still love it. Forrest Gump <laughs> is up there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's, I don't know if, I don't know if that breaks my top five, to be honest, but it's, I guess if I, I, I don't know, I'd have to, I, I'm going to say that I would need to think about it more, but then I think if I thought about it more i'm thinking a lot here yeah um not actually a whole lot actually that's going on up the, here the danger is overthinking your list right right yeah so um, i mean it's like i want to just throw stuff out there but then i feel like that's just be like oh you're just doing that because it's like everybody loves those movies and blah 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 i mean i have so i have my top three locked locked down and as we know from early episodes i cheat with one of my with my lists always mm. you know casablanca mm. it's a wonderful life star wars Never seen Casablanca. It's a wonderful life. I've seen... We should pause the episode right now so you can watch Casablanca. <laughs> um, maybe that's my homework for between now and I think the next if, episode. I think if we watched your favorite movie, I think we should watch mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not right now. Um, but. Yeah, we can do that. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah, I just, you know, I haven't had a lot of exposure to like the you know the old timey you know for us obviously the old timey yeah movies yeah, yeah you know the black and whites the you know the golden age of 
Hollywood. I don't know if that's what they call it or not. I mean, but. it doesn't make sense that I've seen as many as I have, to be honest. Like, uh, my mom, who also isn't old enough, for the record, like, to be in that era. Yeah. I mean, did she did she watch a lot of those when she was a kid? I, I'm not sure how she got cued onto those, because <laughs> Casablanca and, like, some of the classic bogey movies, she just, she had and she loved and... Uh, I don't think I've, I've seen a single movie with... Humphrey Bogart in it. Wow. Yeah. It's I'm, just, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what to I say. I don't know. My dad, like my dad didn't, we didn't watch a lot of those movies. Like we'd watch movies like, I'm trying to think what he was like, I think he was into like Eastwood Westerns and stuff. Sure. And, and, and like some of the sci-fi type things. So, I mean, so this was, that was like later, like, so we weren't, we weren't yeah. going back and well, like, watching. The bogey, bogey movies were like the thirties. Yeah. They're black and white, and that it was from the era where, like, there was no ad libbing, none of that. You showed up, and you hit your, you knew your lines, and you hit your marks, and you were done with the movie in like a week. Wow! Because there was no, there was also no like special effects, no CGI, no right, no CGI. <laughs> There's none of this. Like, it just you, you showed up, and you cranked it out, and then you went on to the next picture. You went on to the next picture. See? Yeah. See? Um, but yeah. So I mean, I. And I delved more into this because that's how I discovered my love of like film noir mm. and some mm. of those. And I have not seen a lot of them either. I've discovered. So, I mean, there's a lot of them. There is there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's just a lot of film. It's period. True. Yeah. Um, you, so you said Casablanca, which we're, we're now going to watch that at some point. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful life, which I, I've seen it. I think I've seen it cumulatively, cumulatively, <laughs> many times because it's always on around Christmas time. Oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's it's been a long time though. I don't even know if I can definitively say that I've actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Wow, it's just I've just caught bits and pieces of it, like either flipping through the channels or like I, you know, my dad's watch go over to his house, he's watching it or something like that. Yeah, so that's one I have. But it, it in, is a great movie. Yeah, it is. It's fabulous. It's uh, and I have it in black and white and colorized. I know, right? And I watch them alternately. I prefer it in black and white. The OG, I do. But the color is it. it, it, it it's equally. I mean, scary. like so, color, um, colorizing black and white. I mean, it's basically like a somewhat informed guessing game, really, isn't it? Like where you're coloring the. Uh, you know i mean as far at least it's like i photos, don't know I, think. I don't know well yeah with photos you would like hand you basically like color them painting or coloring yeah i don't painting. know how that works coloring. for film <laughs> i don't know but it's like when they do it it looks it looks i mean well it's done well obviously it looks it looks great it'd be hilarious to me if um if you could like colorize a movie now like let's go back to it's a wonderful life colorize it but like do it in like an artistic style let's be like all right now it's cell shaded but it's still you yes. know identifiable easily as it's a wonderful life maybe you we know? should run through ai and see they should, oh. what happens. <laughs> no i'm just kidding okay. oh. don't, do that. don't do that um that would be hilarious oh I'm, i've i'm actually kind of i groan because i'm tired of seeing the uh like AI Lord of the Rings reimagined as a Wes Anderson film. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It just the first couple were cute. And now I'm like, ah, you think the skip. AI bubble is going to burst. Yes. Like it's just going to, cause right now it feels like the gift that just won't stop giving 
everybody's doing AI, like AI, AI, everybody's doing AI. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I did you see uh, the new Indiana Jones movie? No. Uh, well, Joel, well, my daughter was at camp. Uh, my wife and son and I went to go watch it and it was pretty good, but they do a really good job they, of de-aging Harrison Ford. See, I, I, so I had heard that, or I saw, I think I saw like, they're like, Oh, that's, they spent so much money de-aging him. Like it looks really good. Does it? It's not, I mean, listen, you're always going to be able to nitpick a little bit. Right. Right. I think, well, I hope so, but it looked believable most of the time. And the times when it didn't, it really had, it didn't have to do with his face. It has to do with the age Harrison Ford is now. Movement. You, you just can't move like you did right. when you were even even in the crystal skull you know so wasn't so it was the um the irishman yeah was that the like the first where they where that yeah. first really kind of came into vogue where they're like oh we're gonna they de- did it a we're lot. gonna de-age the, the stars and did you and, watch that no that's another one i need to watch it was yeah it's really long isn't it it is really long but that was like kind of the same like sticking point where it's like okay they make their faces look young but they can't move right the same because they're old dudes in, yeah and the irishman there's a scene where uh one of the guys is giving another guy a beat down and like you can look at a video of how he moved in younger films and how he would have done that before and like now when he's he's like going to kick a guy who's on the ground and he's like like if you're younger, you kind of put your arms out to balance, right? And you kind of flail and mm-hmm. bring that foot down wildly. And in this, it really is like he's got his arms in really tight and then leg comes up and down really efficiently. And you're like, yeah, that's not how a young man moves. Like, like a, that's not how I move. Like I'm a not piston that. or something. Like, yeah. It just, he moves, he moves like an old man. More like, yeah, calculated, like. I have to be careful. careful. I'm going to break a slip a disc in this. Yeah. Yeah. But the face stuff in the Irishman is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost unbelievably good. Hmm. Yeah. I need to watch that. So the de-aging in in the Indiana Jones movie, like, I guess, I mean, I'd seen the trailers and I'm like, oh, it looks like classic Indiana Jones and the music is all... Yeah, make feel good Indiana Jones, and then I like you know you'd see Harrison Ford. I guess I didn't even really think about it. I, was, I I didn't think that far. I was like, well, is he going to be playing, you know, Indiana Jones his age? Then I'm like, well, I guess that doesn't make sense because, you know, if it's yeah. still in that time frame. So then I saw that saw a headline that was like, oh, they spent so much money and time de aging Harrison Ford, and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was. <sighs> The, the Indiana Jones movies are not without their problems, but it's one of those things where, if we're being honest, the original movies were not without issues either. Like, right. if, if those movies came out today, they would get trashed. The first one would be made, and none of the other ones would, period. Um, which would be a bummer, because I like those a lot. Right. And so it's it's got its issues, you know, from a cinematic perspective, but it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Okay, I'll check it out. It felt like an Indiana Jones movie to me. All right, I'll scope it out. We're, we're checking out. I'm uh, I'm pretty rusty on my Indiana Jones lore. I've seen the movies, but I was like, those weren't those weren't movies that I would watch like all the time. Oh, really? Like when I was a kid, I would watch like I would watch Back to the Future a lot, 
uh, you know, the three. Yeah. And then I watched, um, <laughs> I watched the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And so I don't know if you had this, but when I was a kid, we had a kit, like a cabinet that was probably like, I don't know, three feet tall or something full of VHS tapes. Oh yeah. The and each label, cabinet. most of them, some of them were, you know, the, you bought them from the store, like the actual, like you went and bought Apollo 13 from the store. Right. But most of these were the ones with the white labels and the lines, <laughs> and there was three movies crammed onto each. Oh yeah, you bought the tape. big tape so that you could, and you set the recording quality to the, to the worst, so you get the longest amount, <laughs> and um, jumpy frame rates. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. So we, I don't know. So when I was a kid, my dad and I would go to this video store in Kearney called Video Kingdom, Kearney, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And you could rent V you could rent VCRs. <laughs> and so now kids, I'm not condoning this. Even I don't think you could find this stuff anymore. I mean you could. Yeah. I mean you could, but you wouldn't be like doing anything illegal at this point. Um but so you could rent a VCR and we already well, we already had a VCR at home, so what would we do? You would you would record and you so you'd rent the VCR and you'd rent some movies and you'd record those <laughs> movies onto This is like the earliest you, version of like ripping CDs. You'd cram or, three movies onto one tape and then you'd have uh, hours of entertainment. Yes. You know, and as a as a latchkey, you know, only child, you know, come home after school or during the summer, you know, and just be like, Oh, watch movies. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of Back to the Future, yeah. Star Wars, Fall 13. You and your dad are pirates. Yeah. 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 Please don't arrest me. <laughs> um, so, and actually, so Apollo 13 was one of my favorite, like, all-time favorite movies when I was a kid. I yeah. I still put it up there. Top Gun as well. Sure. Because it's Top Gun, of course, obviously. Yeah. Duh. I think we've discussed this previously. Oh, yeah. We um, talked about Top Gun. Might, might have to talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I was like, I was really into airplanes and like space, like space program when I was a kid. So, of course, Top Gun is awesome because, you know, airplanes, military airplanes, fighter jets, cool. Yeah. Um, volleyball scenes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I watched a lot of Top Gun, Apollo 13. I watched, so I got Apollo 13 for like for Christmas, like that, you know, the official store version. Mm-hmm. I watched it so many times I wore it out. Like, it got so jumpy, like, you couldn't track it and fix it. Yeah. So, like, my grandma had a subscription, or she she subscribed to Stars, you know, the Stars movie channel way back in the day. Oh, man. Yeah. So, either she or my dad one time, we were visiting recorded Apollo 13 off of Stars. That's another thing, recording, you know, recording movies just oh, off yeah. TV or off of, off the premium channels. And so, I had another copy of Apollo 13 to watch. Nice. Well, yeah, our mutual, uh, our supervisor at our first job uh that we worked together he would get stars hbo all these things that would do they would do promotional you yeah, know so you the like free, free trial yeah and he would just he he was like i don't care if it's a movie i wanted to watch or not i just put the tape in I, and i would set it to record for uh the full however many movies and then i pop it out and put the next one in and just keep recording it <laughs> and so he was like i've got a huge backlog of movies that i've never seen that I just got for free, and then if I ever want to see it or whatever, then I'll check it out. And so, periodically, once in a while, he'd bring one in for me and be like, here, did you want to watch either of these? <laughs> oh, so he would actually, like, he would know what was on the tape. He would yeah, just, like, he would, and he, he like, labeled them. Okay. He was real... 
Okay. Yeah, that's how I watched uh, Formula 51. Oh, I remember you telling me about that one. It's such a yeah. weird, fun yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, is that a Keanu movie? Or is that no, it's it? Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I can't that's remember the weird. other guy in it, but uh, I don't. I don't see him in a lot of stuff. Anyway, but yeah, that's a. I remember that. I remember you telling me about that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So. So I would have to include. Probably Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Interstellar. Space travel is a theme in two of those. Tom Hanks is a theme in two yeah. of those. Tom Hanks is a theme. Tom Hanks is is a vibe. Yeah, he is a vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, so and you said Star Wars was the other one. That's like the original, the first, well, fourth. Well, that's my like, first. that's like my cheap. In my list, like whole... right? Because it's just like the whole saga. Okay. You know. I mean, we gotta throw Lord of the Rings in there too. I mean, I think it would. You'd make... have to count the whole the yeah. trilogy as like one thing. I mean, extended edition. Um, actually, yes. obviously, yeah, obviously the extended version. Yeah. The only version, not just theatrical release. We should like start a thing where like I've heard that there's versions of those movies that are six hours long each. Re- release the Peter Jackson cut. <laughs> <laughs> like release the Jackson cut. <laughs> release the PJ cut. The studio they just they just destroyed it. <laughs> it His vision is ridiculous. His vision was not there. So unfortunately, though, you can see what that would look like. If he was just off the let off the leash, because like the Hobbit movies, there should have only been one to two of those, and there's three. I still I mean, haven't seen the third one. It's like it's the shortest book. That's so that right. He wrote right, and they stretched into three movies. So in the in the book, The Lord of the Rings, it's a three volume novel. There's like a whole intro that talks yeah. about it, but it's actually one book, right? One and, single novel. And if you want to get real deep about it. The novel is actually in six parts, right? And they're each referred to as books. If you took any mm. one of those, that is still longer than The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I so I've only <laughs> I went and saw the first Hobbit movie in the Same. theater, but I have not seen the other two. Some of us went and we we crocheted like I taught I taught them how to crochet, and we made like bearded Beards. beanies, nice uh, to go see that. That were that were epic, and we like braided them and stuff, so they were like dwarf beards. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so good, um, but yeah. And then and then we saw the second one, and I was like, oh, so there's another one. Ooh, yeah, we should definitely <laughs> see that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, I guess, well, I don't. I've heard that such like, I don't know. I feel lazy when I say that, like. I mean, uninformed anyway but it's true i've seen you know seen it heard it online i don't know like the production for the hobbit movies was was kind of troubled and like yeah they added rushed and they added a, a character without enough reason to add a character and then they brought in a character from lord of the rings that didn't need to be there so like yeah it just a lot of weird weird decisions i think mm-hmm. so it's fine, uh, you know. Again, it's one of those things where uh, go go ahead and like what you like. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost no judgment here. <laughs> Almost. 
didn't like Ian McKellen? Didn't he like break down at one point? Like or during emotion? the Hobbit, during the, yeah, the during Hobbit. Fellowship of the Ring. Was it? Fellow- it, it was I, during Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I thought it was a Hobbit because he was like he was so like fed up with like acting against like green screen green screen yeah like, this isn't why i became an ping actor. pong balls on a stick or something and he's just like i can't do it yeah in a room by himself you know with a bunch of ping pong balls i don't know so yeah. but it happened i i, I am 90 percent sure that happened during lord of the rings at some point and i want to say it was during fellowship I mean, like it all worked out and and, and whatnot but yeah, it's definitely weird. The, I mean, and the force, even the stuff when you're acting with other people, you're not acting to the person. You're you're acting off center from the person because of the force perspective. Mm. Yeah. So with the with the the hobbits, hobbits, little, little hobbits, little folk. <laughs> yeah, little folk. Um. Yeah. So I, that's yeah. yeah anyway, go space. Ahead. I mean, you you. I kind of figured we we're going. Apollo thirteen was going to make it up there for you, which, interestingly enough, I don't really, I haven't really watched it in a long time. It's it's one of those. So there's like certain movies that if they're on, if they were on TV when I had mm-hmm. like cable, if they were on, I would stop and watch it. It doesn't matter where in the movie it was. It didn't matter what time of the night it was. Mm-hmm. We would stop and we would watch that movie, and like Apollo thirteen, Forrest Gump. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I was just gonna say Shawshank is like like the ultimate. It feels like the ultimate to me. Like on TNT yeah. or TBS, it's like, yep, this is what I'm watching tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank is one of my favorites. It's probably it is. A, if those amazing. other ones are my number th- or my one, two, and three, then Shawshank might be number four. Can I just have a bucket of favorite movies and yeah. just dump them all in there in no particular order? Like I don't, I don't know I don't if I can actually. Not. Other than Interstellar, I don't think I could carve out a top three. You know, yeah, just I mean, so Shawshank is, you know, one of the iconic scenes in that movie when they're sorting through books in the library, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. like Alexander, the Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. That's what this is. He's like, it's pronounced Dumas. Dumas. He's like, you'd like it. It's about a prison break. And then, of course, Morgan Freeman jumps in with, oughtn't we file an education too? <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah because they're uh, prisoners yeah anyway so that inspired my interest in the book the count of monte cristo segue yeah into our actual topic for yeah the, the plan topic yeah so that inspired my interest in that book and the i got it from the library and i read it and i got it for my birthday and i've read it i don't know five or six times in the last i mean it's over quite a period of time but still Considering that it's a twelve hundred page book, mm. I think that's impressive. And I'm I'm thinking about like comparing it to like the book that I've have read. I don't know if, if I've read that you know as many times as you've read the Count of Monte Crisco. Crisco. <laughs> um, but that's it's all the more impressive because it's like you know classic classical literature. Yeah, the book that I've read so many stinking dimes is the stand by stephen stand. king now not to uh, not to take away from stephen king but i i would venture a guess that it is much easier to read that <laughs> than it is to read the count of Monte Cristo. well nate you sort of opened the door into one of the topics that i've do, deep done a bigger deep dive into recently hmm. and that yes. so stephen Continue. king american author 
Yes. I have also read The Stand on your recommendation. Did you read the uncut one? I did. Of course I did. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're kind of similar in length. Maybe. Maybe. Like I'd have to 12, look. I mean, they're over a thousand pages. Yeah. So they probably sure. are pretty similar. The uncut version. Yes. Which it's, it isn't fair to call it the unabridged version either because of the way the publishing worked, but yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, originally they made him edit it down a little bit, a whole bunch. I mean, it was like, 700 pages or something because yeah. i have a copy of the the original release oh really and the and the, the uncut. uncut one nice. complete okay. yeah so similar in length and I've, I've i didn't realize um until more recently that there are multiple translations of the count of monte cristo because it was originally of course published in french right um mm-hmm. in a newspaper oh so like a serial it was serialized yeah um and so as i started looking into it and comparing some of the translations because there's several and then there's like six or so um abridgments mm. so mm. you can really like depending on which one you're reading you can have a very you can have a very different feel to parts of the story how many different versions have you read or translations or i have read two unabridged translations the one that's generally considered the one is um the robin bus edition translation um because he was like we don't have to do a word for word translation from the french because then you end up with like a weird syntax right he was like sound right and it's like let's make it flow and, and bring out the intent for some of these things and his translation includes certain things that other translations omit even the unabridged ones hmm. so it's been a fun read so my son has been reading it uh with with me this summer is our book of the summer with our uh open eclectic superfan alexa and so oh, she's reading it too yeah oh, so nice. we uh read about 10 chapters or so and then talk about it and then sometimes we've noticed that my son doesn't know what we're talking about because that part is not in his translation what <laughs> what yeah it's been kind of wild so you guys didn't coordinate your uh, versions very well no no i let him pick his and bought it it's kind him. of fun though because you can you can discuss yeah. the differences between you know between them. yeah so he's not enjoying it as much and i'm like i think it's because he has the janky translation where mm. it's very Doesn't kind of flow very well flowery over pretentious language so when did when did the one the robin bus when did that one come out <clears throat> 1991 maybe so maybe i I don't i don't know for sure on that part what version would they have been been uh reading in the shawshank redemption i guess so i guess we uh but that would what was that like the 1950s is that when it was set was the yeah so can you get a good look at the book when you in the in the movie no no it might not even be the kind of Monte Cristo that they've that they've got there. Like just you know, book. it could have just been like whatever books they could bring together. Interesting. I'm looking. I, I looked on my Goodreads real quick to see if when the Robin Bus one actually came out, but it doesn't have a date for that in there. Boom. So yeah, I was like, 
after discovering that there's like three or four mm-hmm. primary translations, I was like, oh, I should go through and like do a comparison. Of, That's a large undertaking. Of, right. Of the translations and kind of make note of like what's omitted mm-hmm. or what uh, meaning is changed because of the arrangement of the words. And as I was thinking about that and perusing, um, there's a subreddit specifically for reading the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, okay. Um, and so they do like chapter by chapter analysis and stuff. And somebody in one of the comments was like, I'm actually doing my thesis or some big, uh, uh, collegiate or or above mm-hmm. project on the abridgments and comparing them to see like what's emitted like are there certain things that are emitted in all of them mm-hmm. and different things and he was like yeah I should be done and the comment was from like a year or two ago but I dropped a comment in there anyways and was like hey did you ever finish this would love to see your findings there for for whatever reason my online per- voice is definitely a muppet <laughs> hey there Bert hey <laughs> Yeah, he was. He he replied like right away, like within an hour. Wow, was like, hey, actually, I did finish it. Here's the link. Enjoy. Nice. Uh, I was like, sweet. So I like scrolled through like five or six translations and got to like kind of compare certain things that are in all of them, only in a few. And wow, it's a whole. Are there kind of like really like wild differences between? Um, like. Each time they're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't like this part. We're taking it out. It's an interesting... So I, I used to be super against abridgments, but, you know, I kind of had my um, perception changed a little bit of like, well, it's a really great... It really is like a great book. And if you are not an avid reader and can't commit yourself to a 1,200-page tome... All right, so you can maybe... Still get the, you can still get the gist. You, you know? still get the gist of it, right? Give me the highlights. It's like making a movie based on it. What are those What are those books that... Which is also really good. When, like those kids' books that they used to have that were like, they were hardcover, but still kind of like cheap-ish quality. Yeah. Um, they were mostly like white, I th- like the cover maybe, like plain. White. But they would basically be like, like abridged versions of classic books. There's a like Huckleberry Finn or I'm yeah, sure Monty yeah, Cristo yeah. is probably one of them. Barnes and Noble still has those. They they look different now, but right, right. They do. They have like a whole section in the kids section that are like classics for kids. Maybe that's what it was. And it's I want Okay, so real condensed down. Another super fan, Andy, who was on about Batman. Yeah, I think at, I believe at his at his house when we were in high school. He like in the basement there was like a, a shelf, and he had just he had a whole bunch of these classic yeah classic books on there like those versions of them and i had a few of the, i had a few of them too did you and uh yeah so he was he was pretty well read back in the day with those uh what happened no i'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding andy just kidding andy it's okay so we, I, we, know you, we know you still like to read yeah no you're good man um love to have you, love to have you on again yes we would that would be sweet um yeah so I'm 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 less harsh on the abridgment, and so as I've been reading this time, I've kind of thought in my head like, what what would I omit if I was going to give somebody like a bare bones mm-hmm. thing? 
And then of course, then I saw this abridgment thing and I was like, oh yeah, no, I definitely would get rid of that. And I would get rid of that. And I would get rid mm-hmm. of that. I would not Maybe get rid of this. You should do your own. It's my favorite thing. I thought about it. I thought about French it. too. In Just pull it from the original. Yeah, I did. So like the references inspiring you to do stuff. So Shawshank Redemption watched mm-hmm. it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I was a kid, I thought it was an older movie than it was because of they do the period part so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until honestly, like a few years ago that it really wasn't that old when really? I watched it initially. Yeah. <laughs> it was like new to blockbuster almost. Uh, so it's like midnight, mid nineties ish. Yeah. yeah. And the count of Monte Cristo does not play a big part in that movie. Like that's all the dialogue. Yeah. Right? yeah it's just like, it's like one small scene where they, yeah. And they're just like, yep. Cool. And like, boom. So I, scene. So it inspired me to read the Count of Monte Cristo and in the Count of Monte Cristo, it references a book uh, or a short story by Lord Byron's uh, personal physician. Mm -hmm. The book was often attributed to Lord Byron, but he um, like denied writing it. It was like, no, no, it was this guy. Give him the credit. (laughs) Stop saying I did it. (laughs) Right. And he was like, I would love to have written it, but I didn't. Anyway, it's, it's called the vampire and the main character in it vampire spelled with a y um it's one of the earliest vampire stories there are and there's a character in the count of monte cristo who refers to the count as lord ruthven who's the the vampire i think and so okay i found that is on public domain so i printed that off today oh (laughs) how many you printed it off how many pages uh, it is only 32 pages. I got it from Project Project uh, Gutenberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's in yeah. public domain, so. Yeah, sweet. Do it That's cool. Online. That's cool. So, yeah, my inspired book that was inspired by my favorite movie is inspired my reading, doing further reading. We'll wonder s- what references are going to be in that, and then you're going to go probably further none. back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, man, that would be a a project like take a big like just a big book that has lots of references in it and then just try to chase down all of those i've heard people do that with uh gilmore girls they will they they will read rory's books because she's an avid reader and always has like a bunch and talks about all these books she's read uh-huh okay which i don't know how she, how you would get all that reading done and still have a life because that's a ton of reading but mm. apparently people do that and that's like their reading list oh just Gilmore Girls, just like watch Gilmore yeah. Girls and anything read the, she talks about and references. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna read. I read hmm. that. It's on my reading list. Good cool. for them. Cool. Maybe I should do that. I've actually never seen Gilmore Girls at all, unless it was just on TV and I glanced at the TV and it was on. Maybe when you finish a Song of Fire and Ice. Ah, yes, my book. So what? <laughs> I mean, not, I didn't write it. It's not my book. <laughs> Yeah. No, give give George the credit. He's the one who read. stop saying I wrote it. Everyone, <laughs> everybody, for the last Listen. time, Nate really wrote so it. So, what page are you on in, in Count of Monte Cristo? Out of twelve hundred ish. Of uh, so I You're almost done. Right? I no, we're like well, I mean relatively, we're fifty eight percent done. Oh, okay. Um, so. Let me see. I can give you my actual page. So I do update Goodreads with my mm, like. That's right. Actual. Because I do too. 
uh, page count. So I am on page 743 of 1,276. Oh. And that, of course, does not include the introduction or the uh, references at the end of the book. Oh. Mm, okay. Of course. Now, are you feeling like 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 uh, held back by by the reading group? You're like, man, I want to I want to go keep going. Alexa and I both have had times where uh, that's been the case. She was like, I accidentally read another two chapters this this week, Ooh. and I'm like, yeah, I actually delay my the when I start reading it during the week mm-hmm. to make sure that I don't like jump ahead. But I mean, you know, it's not like it's like spoilers or like you can't, you can't resist, you know, not telling Martin yeah. about it or whatever, because I, so there's been stuff, um, it's such a big book and it's, there's so much that goes on in it that there's stuff that I genuinely forgot. That's you know? true. Yeah. I mean like, spe- you know, especially with bigger books, you, yeah. you know, you totally, I mean, you, you read it multiple times. You're like, boy. And you pick up on different things, or you're like, I forgot yeah. about that. Our last meeting, they were like, "Who is this person? Why did they bring him? Why why did the count bring him in? Like, what is this about?" And I was like, "Let me tell you guys, I don't remember." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Let's speculate for real because I don't remember." I don't know. Uh, and there's certain things that I remember super well. Um, so I just read my favorite. I, had, I like have a. It's a big enough book. You have a favorite chapter in the book. So like, I had my favorite chapter. And I read, and I was like, oh, this, is, this was amazing. This was just as good this time as, it, as I remember it being. Except now, for whatever reason, the chapter after that, I was like, oh, my word, this is insane. This what? Is How did I not remember better. this at all? Anyway, so it's been, it's been uh, for me, thrilling doing a reread. That's cool. That's cool that you got a, a group and you got um, yeah. got your kid in there, too. Like yeah, getting, he getting is, him exposed to it. He hates it. He's he's so annoyed with me for making him read it. He's soldiering through. He is. I'm very proud of him. I was when I told him this is what we were doing this summer. He was like, "Okay." And I warned him like two years ago. Like I've been warning him for years. Hey, this is coming. We're doing it over the summer. We're gonna do this, you know. And uh, I just I was like, "All right." So either he's gonna love it and see the genius, or he's gonna hate it. But when we're done he's really going to feel like he accomplished something. And as he goes into high school, mm-hmm. any reading that's assigned is going to seem small. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're stretching that. I don't know. his reading capacity. And, I hope so. I really now, hope so. And what, what if, I mean, obviously, you know, ideally you'd, be, you'd want to be like, I loved it. Dad It's great. But what if, you know, like he hates it, you know, hates it now. And it's like, God, I can't believe maybe read this but then like years later or maybe even a couple years you know not that many years later he's like you know what that was actually pretty good i'll read it again then he's like oh, this is my favorite he's like kermit the frog it's actually my favorite my, my favorite personal favorite book. book i can't do kermit, kermit the frog here Hi-ho. today i'll be portraying the count of monte cristo <laughs> Well, so, okay, so you're like 58% is what you said? Yeah, like we're a little over halfway. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa. Living on a prayer. Living um, on a prayer. So I, the book that I'm reading is A Game of Thrones. Yes, which is book one of book Song one, of Fire Song and Ice. Ice. Uh, Song of Ice and Fire? Ice and Fire. I always mess it up. 
I am 71% done with it. I'm on page 600 of however many. Nice. Yeah, you you know. Been mowing through it. Notoriously, Nate, you don't really do long books with the exception of The Stand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, you're absolutely right. And I I just got to say, like. I peter out. I can't. I'm just like. I'm like. I don't know. It's like I'm like reading like I'm. Okay, I made it like two pages in. All right. So let's hunker down and get it. I'm like, ooh. It's yeah. like, ooh, TV. Ooh, oh. And ooh. then page eight rolls around and you're done. Yeah, like, ah, I gotta put this away. And you've just been like, I've been watching your updates on Goodreads. I just gotta say, like, in all seriousness, man, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Like, cranking away at this thing means a lot. Yeah, no, and, and it's like, uh, I don't, so the story for me with Game of Thrones, the, uh, uh, the book, books, the Song of Ice and Fire, um, so I bought, I bought it on Kindle, like the the mm. ebook, mm-hmm. and it was like the collection of however many. I don't know yeah. if it's all of the one, all of them, or I don't know if one of them had another one had gotten released since I got this. But it's not obviously it's not complete because it's not done yet. Because the series isn't complete. Um, yeah. So I got that a couple years ago, quite a few years ago actually, and so I kind of started reading, it and I made it like I don't know 100 pages into it, um, and I was just, and it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like hating it, but I was just like, eh, I just stopped and and i just could kind of like um resign myself to never never finishing it never reading it and i watched the show um i think andy recommended recommended to me to watch to watch it so i watched the i watched all the whole entire run all the, the whole show um and then just just in the last few months i was like because i watched the show like a couple years ago like yeah. I ran through the whole thing a couple years ago, and just a couple months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to order physical copies of the books, and I'm going to read it. Maybe this will get me to read it. Did you get the little leather bound ones? Yes, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Really those cool are set. so pretty. It's a little, yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Like I think they I look have, like little Bibles. They like, kind of do. Yeah, like I think I have the first one. Okay. In that same. Okay. I got it, and uh, yeah, the only the only like slightly annoying thing about it that some people don't like is that it's it's really small so the print is so small, small. yeah it hasn't really bothered me this type of reading but what's cool is since i have physical copies like i can read it you know the physical book and then i can like flip over to my phone or my you know tablet or whatever my ipad and and read it on kindle so i can just kind of oh, like yeah. keep up on in both places and um yeah i'm really enjoying it now, I don't, I will say that I'm not going to jump immediately into the second book. Yeah. Once I finish this one. Going to take a little break. Yes, because there's a book I actually really want to read. Um, that's called, I believe it's called Swan Song. Okay. And I saw this on like, uh, I think it was on Stephen King subreddit, um, where they're talking, you know, they're talking about the stand as, as Stephen King fans, you know, are, you know, tend to do because it's one of his one of his best if not his best book um and it's huge and so you know lots of people pick it up and try to read it so someone mentioned this book called swan song and they're like you know actually you know they're like this would be like like heresy but it's like you know in this community they're like you know i actually like that better than the stand wow and to me i'm like you know i'm a sucker for this post-apocalyptic you know stuff yeah. so i'm like i gotta check this out so that is next for me wow okay cool i mean that's that's high praise yeah it really is that's That's pretty insane stephen king fans are 
I don't know, kind of like a breed unto themselves, but that's like, you're right. That is like the generally accepted thing of like the stand is this. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, it's it, one of his most popular. The fans books. consider it, 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 from my view, the fans consider it his magnum opus. I mean, uh, he does not. If I remember correctly, he doesn't, he consider the dark tower his. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's his, I mean, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, although I think he's, he may have said at some point that like he was, he was basically doing like Lord of the Rings with, with the stand kind of like it was, it was this just epic fantasy, you know, kind of a modern kind of modern time kind of fantasy adventure and, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the dark tower, that's another one that like that I've started and I've, I've read the first book and then I was just stopped and, um, I, yeah, I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, so the next one is Swan Song by Robert McCammon. Hmm. So it's not written by King. No, it's not a King book. It's uh, somebody else. That's why it was even more surprising. They're like, yeah, actually, I like this better than The Stand. Wow. Like, what? Interesting. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll could. Maybe i read it and I'll be like, hated it. <laughs> but you never know. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've uh, been also doing, like, recreational reading on my own. This is, like, my... My homework mm-hmm. is kind of my Cristo, and then I read other stuff on my own. But I've been like, man, I should, after reading this, maybe I should get like a winter book for me that's like real thick, a real another real thick, serious boy, and plow through that. But we'll see. War and Peace. War, ugh, maybe. Actually, so I am, um, my my TBR Silmarillion list is, I've read that? that. You have read that? Okay. I have read well, that. Never mind. Really can't recommend it. No? No. I, it's fun to pick around the book. I just can't recommend to, like, covering through it. reading it cover You're to cover. You're not going to be like, ah, oh, no. That's what I've that's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> you brought them. The beverages. Hey. I hear you don't like hey, hey, kind of money, Cristo. Come here, Martin. Come and. Uh, Come and say hi. Say hello. So, yeah. I heard you are not as big a fan of Count of Monte Cristo. Is that, is that true, young man? Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? I, I just don't like it. Why not? <laughs> because it's boring and it's French. There you have it, folks. It's boring and it's French. Uh, I mean, what else could we say? Wee wee. Wee wee, indeed. Well, I mean, you're not reading it in French. It's just, it's the French, I mean, they are French, yeah. right? I, I think uh, you should borrow my copy and read from that, honestly. So you I, so you picked your version, and you're hating it? Yeah, pretty much. And what made and you pick that? who's to blame What made this? you pick that copy? We have a bunch of other books like that, and it looks cool. So he judged the book on yes, its cover. Yes, he judged the book by its cover. Which is why they have covers. And to be fair, his edition is gorgeous like it's really cool looking i like it a lot it's like so this is from your home home library or home collection no he oh, so library. what i was like 
he's going to read it with us. So he needs his own copy. And we went to Barnes and Noble and I was uh, like, pick, uh. pick, pick one. And in hindsight, I should have paid closer attention and been like, you know what? Pick one of these two. So there was, there was no back of the book. It's because it's like the fancy Barnes and Noble hardcover edition. So there's no like little so the, synopses. No, there's no blurb or anything. Or, Thanks, Mark. Um, so is his version older or newer than the one you read? Older. To my knowledge, there's not a, um, a like a newer translation. Which one is Alexa reading? Is she reading this? She has the same one I do. Okay. I got it for her for her birthday a couple oh, years ago. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he just uh, brought us down some beverages. Uh, yeah, I went to... Uh, I Yeah, I brought some, uh, like, Sprecher. Sprecher. Fire Brewed Craft Soda. Oh, oh yeah. I definitely... I could see why you picked this, because it's... It, it is. It's very, got... It's very fancy looking, and it looks... It's beautiful. It's, it's a got, beautiful... Uh, uh, yeah, the, the... The cover is, like, it's in, like... Was it embossed? Yeah, like, like an embossed... So it's got like raised up like lettering and the and pages are gilded. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got a, it's got a bookmark in it. The ribbon. I, I think it's legitimately stitch bound too. So it's yeah. a, a part time thing that I do is bookbinding. So the quality of a physical book is that's a cool that's a cool copy. actually very important to me. And they have a really cool copy at Barnes and Noble that's green and it has little masks embossed all over the outside. I love the cover. It's probably one of my favorite book covers, period. But as it's it's just a paperback with a hard cover glued onto it. Ooh. And I was like, oh, so it's going to fall apart if you try and use this like a hardback. So I, I, for the price that they want, I just couldn't justify buying it. Another copy for me. If it was a little nicer or a little cheaper, I'd be all over it. And that one is the Robin Bus translation. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, Martin, I'm, I'm sorry that you've been being put through torture this summer. And by, by sorry, I mean I'm not sorry at all. It's good for you. <laughs> 20 years from now, you'll look back and be like, I'm really glad my dad made me read this book. I hope so. I hope it's before I die. <laughs> not that I'm planning on being dead in 20 years, but like, you know, you know what I mean. Just save it for deathbed. There you go. From, you can be deathbed like, confession. Dad, by the way. Don't worry, I liked it. Oh, got it just before he went. <laughs> yeah, have you figured out what my favorite chapter is yet? Oh, you haven't read it. You haven't read your chapters for this week, have you? Okay, well, why don't you go do that for maybe half an hour and then call it a night? You might find that you read more. No. Any uh, any final words, uh, Martin? <laughs> That'd be a no. <laughs> Good night. No comment. Peace. Mine's on the kitchen table if you want to read that. Wouldn't that be like cheating? Like you can't, you know, stick it out? No, I don't think so. Okay. Cross versioning. Honestly, if he was like, if he picked mine up and was like, "This is way better," I would this just buy awesome. another copy tomorrow and be like, "You know what? Yeah, let's. Why? Why suffer through this?" Um. Anyway, so are you gonna read his version later and be like, just yeah. like, all right, let's see how bad this is. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna. I was thinking I might do a controlled comparison for now, 
maybe this week I'll do that. And then um, I've considered uh, um, annotating a book. Um, that's like the next level of my book nerddom a little bit is to like, you know, highlight and make notes and that kind of Mm, stuff. mm -hmm. I just can't hardly bring myself to write in a book, but I was thinking about doing that with Count of Monte Cristo. You just buy another copy and then that's your writing copy. I did think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it almost sounds like, like a... What are they called? What are those called? The the Strong's concordances, the like <laughs> yeah. biblical commentary. Like yeah. this is what they meant in this in this chapter in this verse. And, A lot of people but. will um, they'll do highlights, and or they'll do like sticky notes and like highlight different things, and each color has like a different meaning, and they make mm-hmm. like a key so that they can be consistent and reference it. And um, I definitely there's things that there's really subtle things that I've noticed this time. And I kind of wish, I kind of wish I had done that because that would have been cool for me. So I definitely, definitely think you need to, if you're going to do a highlighting system, you need to like lay out what each color means beforehand. Oh yeah. You gotta have a key. Because I always try to do that like in the midst of reading like on a Kindle because they, they give you the option to highlight. They give you like four or five colors and I'm always like, okay, so uh, this part is kind of funny. So I think I'm going to make it. Uh, yellow What's because a funny that's color? Like funny yeah. and then, then the, okay this part's red this, this is like serious real life stuff and then I just like yeah you know I don't it, obviously it's not consistent so I just got different colored highlights all over the place well with the uh, with this so it's the plot is Edmond Dantes is 19 years old he's on the verge of potentially becoming captain of a ship and there are people he's got a uh you should watch so let me come back to this remind me about thug notes in a minute um, Thug notes thug notes he's got a uh fiance the beautiful mercedes and uh obviously this is before the cars were popular uh oh. But there's a dude who's like mad in love with mercedes and she wants nothing to do with him and she's like bro you're like a brother to me. We like totes can't hook up. And she's like, plus I'm going to marry Edmund. We. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so this guy who's like really into Mercedes and some other guys hatch this plot that gets Edmund arrested, which then snowballs into him being imprisoned. Mm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. so when he gets out, it's like, it's, uh, it's, revenge justice he seeks to balance the scales so as i was reading it and i was thinking to myself like how would i go about highlighting this i was like oh yeah i should like the people who are like who do bad things to edmund and if i want to highlight stuff about them i definitely going to use like red and then i'm gonna use this color for this and i just started like plotting out all these colors and then like i even went so far as like i bought the pens but i was like i don't want to go back it was when I was almost halfway through the book. Basically, I was like, to start over. I don't want to go back right now and like re-highlight. So I, I don't know. So yeah, we'll see. Hmm. I jokingly on my snap story today said I would, I might just round the horn and start it again when I finish it. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, you may have heard I cracked open the, the sprecher. There you go. Fire brewed craft soda, low-cal root beer, Dude. made with honey, natural antioxidant. Great. So this can of 16 ounces of soda is only 45 calories. I checked the, the sugar's six grams. That's that that's that's pretty decent, right? That's not bad. Um yeah. S- includes six oh. grams added sugar, so it's twelve percent. Hmm. It's, it's not the worst. It's interesting. That's got an interesting flavor. I kinda it's not th- like I don't know. What do you think? I think it should be colder. Yeah, because I Unfortunately, I stopped at the store right before the right before the show here. So, and the only ice I have is lime ice. Mm, lime root beer. I take uh, I, I squeeze limes into <laughs> ice cube trays <laughs> and make literally. It's just lime oh, ice. It's, it's just lime juice. That's yeah. it. It's not like a little bit of lime in the water. It's just no. It's, okay. And then I put those in my bubblies to give them more flavor, which is uh. like a carbonate. It's like a sparkling water. Mm. Um, more aggressively flavored than LaCroix, but that's not really saying much. So anyway, <laughs> so I get a little bit of a stronger flavor, plus the lime is like good for you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So anyway, that, cool. I, all I have is lime ice. Um, I agree. I mean, obviously sodas are, you want to drink them, you want them cold. You don't want them to be like, it's yeah. kind of cold, but it's not as cold as it could be. Sangria, I can drink warm. sort of like grape soda basically i can it's i think it has a different um flavor profile a piss warm lukewarm and ice cold they have different flavor profiles to me okay all right and um, i like all of them of sangria yeah okay um yeah but this root beer is not bad it's um i didn't i i didn't even look at the price i have to look at the receipt but it's you know obviously it's gonna Probably more expensive than your standard. Probably, it's really good. I I'm enjoying it quite a bit, though. It's it's not like it, for being like a lower calorie. It's not like obviously it's not zero calorie, so it's not like it doesn't have like a necessarily like a like a real like obvious diet taste. To not it, quite, yeah. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. so it's it's got just a little bit of that you know the sugars in there and got some honey in it, so it's you know it's good. Yeah, it's almost good for you. Hmm. Well, almost. You it's can, you can convince yourself. But. Thinking about being less harmful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a bunch of different uh, flavors too. Like this, is, it wasn't just root beer. They had other stuff. I, but I was looking for you know. Locale. Where was this at? Hyvee. Hyvee, Williamsburg. Nice. I might have to check it out. Um, oddly, well, not oddly. I, I was looking at like the fan, what I call the fancy sodas, like you know all those novelty, almost novelty ones that are come in, uh, yeah, like come in glass bottles glass or. Bottles. or um, they don't have a lot of diet options. No, they sure don't. They don't. But which I mean is probably like to to people who are real big fans of these sodas. They're probably like like sacrilege. Like how could you? You wouldn't <laughs> want it to be diet. You gotta have the full diet soda flavor. What's next? You're gonna read an abridged book. <laughs> um, but so I found this root beer. It was the only like only one of this brand that I found at that store that that was you know close mm. to being. Locale. I love that it's not stevia. Mm. Stevia's got kind of a. I, it's got a weird, weird kick to it. Flavor. I don't care for yeah. it. Um, and I did pick up another. I and I grabbed. They had there was a four pack of 
Cheerwine Zero Sugar. Yeah. Which, that's a cherry-flavored soda, right? I believe. Excuse me. Yeah, so that's in a glass bottle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this root beer is pretty, is, is decent. I would, I would drink it again. Yeah. Would it go well with an ice cream? Like a I was just thinking, I think it might. Yeah, I think it go well with I think, ice cream. I think they had a cream soda as well, like cream soda, orange soda, or the other. Nice. Other sodas. Um, so how long, how long do you think it's going to take you to finish, uh, Game of Thrones there? Well, no, no pressure. We're not going to like hold you to this deadline. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. just, just curious. Like, what do you, do you think, do you have like a timeline in mind? Do you think? Um, so I, I believe I only have like, it's like 200 pages or so left ish. I don't know. 150, 200. Um, I kind of, I had kind of taken a, I wasn't reading it as much probably for the last couple weeks, but then I, I read a good chunk of it this week. Mm, I would say, give me two weeks. Yeah. I can finish it. Wow. Cool. Considering I've been working on it for a long time. That's all right. There's those, those books are really dense though. There's a lot of characters to keep track of. Yeah. It's- um, I listened to the first one mm-hmm. and maybe started the second one in audio and I'm an audiobook listener. I, I enjoy audiobooks quite yes. a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lost listening to those to be honest. Yeah. It's, there was too many characters and the narrator did not, there's too many voice. There's too many characters to, to, for a narrator to give diversity to the voices. So was he trying to do different voices lost. for each one. Uh, not, not like over the top, but like a little, a little bit. Yeah. That would be really hard to like, to keep all that straight in your head. Trying to right. Um, yeah, there's all, there is a lot of characters and it's hard. Like it, it, I think in those kind of books, you just kind of have to just kind of give up and just kind of like, they're like, okay, the main ones I know these other ones like, okay, maybe I have to flip back a little bit or there right. is like a, uh, they have like a lineages for the how the major oh, really? houses in the back. Ah, uh, that's helpful. So, um, but it it doesn't go any further back than the current characters. I don't think. Like, oh, so it's like so you, it's Ned Stark and down and Robert Baratheon and down. It's not most of his name. Yeah. Um, although they do go into more detail about the. Uh, uh, Targaryen, Tar, Tar, is it Tar, Targaryen, 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 Targaryens. I say Targaryen because of the show. Yeah. So like the Aegons, like all the like way back, you mm-hmm. know, the House of the Dragons, and so it goes back quite a ways. Um, so yeah, I, I think I could finish it, and I mean, if I really buckle down, I could probably do it in a week. I mean, sure, yeah, but I mean, realistically. I do think even with like the way I read, I could probably get close to finishing it in a week. I think. Yeah, I think you probably could if you were um, so motivated. Now your group, you can't really just like just you can't just no. go just pedal to metal because you're 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 reading it and discussing it. So you have yeah. some. Is it going to take you the rest of the summer to finish? It is okay. We're we're aiming to be done 
the Sunday before school starts for our kids. So but that's like the beginning of August, right? I mean, school yeah, it starts way too early. It's sneaking up. It's not the beginning of August. It's like the second, like the middle, second week. Yeah, of August maybe. I don't know and you're reading how many per week? You're reading. Uh, we were doing ten or so. We did have a couple of weeks we, where we got thrown off. Ten chapters. Life, yeah, ten ten chapters or so. Um, I feel like so, I'm back in a lit class in college. Yeah, right. I would love to do a lit class. You should. Delta Economy Crystal. You should audit one. I should. You could probably do it online at least. For, I bet you could do it for I should, free. You should take it for credit. Are you kidding me? Um, you should be a Monte Cristo like scholar. Like, <laughs> I have to learn French. Uh, worth it. Second career. Um, no kidding. So, but we're gonna we're gonna have to increase just a little bit because of that. So we're gonna do more like uh, it's gonna be more like twelve chapters oh. a week through the rest of this this summer so this is a summer thing do you do you have a book club that you do like during the rest of the year or no uh for a while i was doing a short story book club um and each person would pick a different short story and we same thing and we it was a, a story a week um although we had kind of an un, unspoken thing that we did very short stories and then one of the newer members started wanting to wanted to do longer ones and because partly because of that partly because of scheduling and partly because of other life things um like it just kind of fell apart so i don't know yeah it's hard to keep that stuff together it is keep those things going like you said life Mm -hmm. people or people you know yeah Although know, they like, just don't want to do it anymore or whatever. It feel if if you're in if you're reading a book and you're really into the fandom, especially if it's a series and you just join the subreddit, then that's like a continual book club. Pretty much, yeah. The Dresden yep. Files friends all over. Uh, Reddits are very active with all kinds of stuff. Everything from like serious theories to tinfoil hat stuff, <laughs> and, and I mean like nice. super tinfoil hat stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, which is fun. It's always interesting to see these different ideas, viewpoints. Yeah. So it is. I was thinking, yeah. So would you? You ever done a book club? You ever done a book? No, club? oh man, never have. I mean, unless you count school as a book club. Like I have to read this for school, so it is kind of like a book club. Yeah, I don't know if I count that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. No. It's like, no, I haven't. That'd be that'd be interesting to do. I don't know. We could do like a winter winter one. Yeah, we could find a book and like. That. See, you said you were doing short stories. Well, I would almost think I would rather do like a book instead of like. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I've never done it, so I don't know what what works better. Yeah, short stories are interesting because um, you have. You, it has to be so much more punchy, right? right? When you only have four pages, yeah, you know, you've got to really convey stuff super well. And some of them were, some of them were great, and some of them were not. Like, uh, I think we read the most dangerous game, for example. That was one of the ones oh, we yeah. did early on, yeah, which yeah. is kind of famous. Um, and Here some we of go. the lit class, yeah, classic, yeah. Good old Waldo Key Lindsay. That's where I first read that one. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, they're just it's a different it's a different type of thing. I like Monte Cristo builds. So it's well suited for like a book club type thing because you can really, I don't know, 
you can really kind of get into mm-hmm. some of the stuff if you're so inclined. Um, and keep when you keep in mind that the that it was serialized originally in like in a in a newspaper at a time before there was TV or really radio. Mm-hmm. Like this is what people talked about. Like right. you went to the water cooler and you were like, oh, which is definitely French for like, did you read this? Can you believe what happened? I don't believe he said that. What do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> Bruh. We're not going to find out for. So how often would he release? I am not sure about that. It was over the course of like two years. Oh, okay. I think I've looked for, um, I, I looked for like, if I could figure out the, the original breakouts of the serialization. Cause I was like, that'd be fun to read it like that mm-hmm. for our book club. Over the same time period. Like as it, or no, well, I would do accelerated and do it over the summer still. Right. Okay. But I was like, yeah, that'd well, be cool yeah, if we were it like, takes two years. That's a long time. That's yeah. Too long. Too long. Yeah. Too long. But, yeah, it's uh, I couldn't find it, and I don't know if I just didn't look in the right places. Maybe, but I started finding all kinds of stuff. Maybe you should ask buried that in the guy on Reddit crannies of the internet. Yeah, maybe. So his thing, he was breaking down the different versions, right? Or the different uh, he abridgments, was, right? Yeah, uh, specifically for the abridgments and what plot points were included right. or discluded okay. and and then at the end too he made a recommendation and was like hey if you're going to read uh, an abridgment here's the one I recommend oh. have well, you have you read abridgments of it before or just no. just this one the version you've got the version I've got I've I've only read unabridged versions of this one I mean if you're a big fan it's like why would you even want to read I guess unless you want to like just for the experience like round out you know. the, the only abridgment I've consumed is watching the Guy Pierce Jim Caviezel movie that they made in the early 2000s. So this oh, is oh yeah, yeah okay pre Passion of the Christ. Um, I was gonna I was gonna ask about the movie. Yeah. yeah so was that? It's um, it's an abridgment. I think I think that is accurate to say it's an abridgment. There's entire plot points that are completely left out, just like just like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. else, really. Right. Um, but the main bits are there. There is some weird. There's like a weird thing they do include in the movie that doesn't make any sense. They could have just. I would. They should have left it out. But hey, it's fine. It's a choice. Um, good quality though. Well done. I also have watched the uh, anime version which takes that it's based on the book. So it's not an adaptation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, called Genkutsuo demon of the cave. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a whole, and how is that? It's one of the most gorgeous things I've ever watched on the screen. Really? The, I don't know if it's a lot of anime is very cartoony mm-hmm, mm. and um, which is fine. Like, like so Dragon like, Ball Z or Speed Racer. So like when you say cartoony, you mean like like more like you know, you're like, oh it's for kids or that's it's all light or uh, you know, a goofy or I don't In, know. The is style that... is 
somewhat childish sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. a lot of anime. And I'm not saying this wasn't occasionally over the top, but this was more artistic. Okay. Okay. I don't know how else to describe that very well. I, I will also admit it's been a very long time since I watched that. So okay. I could okay. be remembering it through a lens of nostalgia that is inaccurate. You should watch it again. I plan to actually, we're going to, after I finish this, uh, so I haven't told Martin yet, but after we finish this, we're going to watch some of the movies. Okay. Okay. Even though he cool. wasn't interested in the book. Maybe, maybe the, the movie, movie will connect. draw him back in and be like, you know what? I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to reread this book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually father, I believe that I enjoy the movie. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> And then we'll, we'll so we're gonna watch the yeah the the Jim Caviezel movie, and then we'll watch um, the anime. I think. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. <laughs> so we're talking. So we've kind of. I know. You know. Currently, you're working on the Canon Monte Cristo. I'm working on Game of Thrones. But like we kind of were. I've got like six books I'm reading right now. Well. Man. We're comparing, uh, we compared a little bit like Count of Monte Cristo and, um, and The Stand. So like, mm. and there's all these different media for like Count of Monte Cristo is all these different versions and there's like anime and there's a movie. And there's a lot of adapted versions of it actually. So The Stand, so really there's like, there's the original that was not the complete version and there's the complete and uncut one. There's a, a made for TV movie or, mi- well, four part like miniseries yeah, uh, that came out in like 1994 and that's actually wow. so i saw that when it when it originally aired i was like 10 years old and i said it was on abc i think <clears throat> that's what originally got me into it and i like i was hooked when i watched that i was like yeah. that's amazing and i think i even think i i didn't even get to watch the final like the fourth part for hmm. you know whatever reason like i just didn't watch it but you know anyway you ever gone back and watched it yeah oh yeah yeah, you can watch it on YouTube like for free. Somebody somebody <laughs> uploaded all four parts, and it's pretty high quality. And so I, I actually did that early part of the pandemic. I was like, I'm gonna watch this because it's very apt. Anyway, um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so so there's so there's the you know the two versions of the book. There's the the mini series from the mid '90s. Um, they actually just just remade it, or they made a, a new version on is on Paramount Plus. Uh, I have not watched that because I've heard, I've heard that it's like, I don't want to watch because I don't want it, I don't want it to like, I don't want it to sully my, my memory and my, you know, what's in my head from the, from the original miniseries. But like, and, and I've also heard it just, it just wasn't very good. Like I heard like sure. people watched it and they're like, yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's, they made like, like you said, like, like the movie, they're like, they made some weird choices and yeah. they included this or they did this with this character that wasn't, you know, they didn't really like it. So I don't know. I just haven't really felt M O O N that spells count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> That's a stand. Law? Yes. It's a stand reference. For... So the guy who plays Tom Cullen, Bill Fagger, Fagerbecker, Fagerbecky, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sure I'm sure slaughtering it. He voices Patrick Starr in SpongeBob. And so yeah. they actually, they do, they reference the stand like once in there. There's like, an, it's like M-O-O-N is spelled out. Oh, or, that's so or, great. Or, or, or he says it or something. Patrick's that's like, so great. Um, <laughs> that spells Krabby Patties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, so there's okay, so there's um there's the new, you know, adaptation um on Paramount Plus, and there's also there's a a comic. So Ooh. they made a comic adaptation. That's cool. Of it, like that's that I, I think I I want to say that I got it on like the X Comics or whatever or comic. Oh yeah, one of those comicsology something like that. Um, and started and started reading it. And it's like it's it's cool. It's I mean obviously it's like very cut down because it's like yeah you know you can't just that format. I mean I mean I guess you could. It would be really really long, but um it's still it's still cool because it's just like a, a, a different you know kind of um medium and so it's like you know you get you get the really cool art and it's just it's it's neat i haven't finished it but i've started that so nice um, i did consider watching the show uh revenge that was on oh man what now abc revenge yeah, starring Emily Van Camp, um, because it is based on Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, because you said that it is about revenge. Yeah, right. Sort of. No spoilers. It's um to- topically it's about revenge, but the like the count himself refers through through dialogue and conversations and different things. It's it's kind of revealed that. He doesn't view what he's doing as revenge. He views himself as an act of providence, as like justice coming to balance the scales. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's very, it's kind of interesting because you do get to see a little bit of where he's coming from more than just like. So is his, is he like I'm a little, just a little kind of unhinged a little cracked like not quite uh i mean he did spend a lot of time spend time in prison right if it wasn't so if it wasn't so tight yeah that's all i have to say about that i guess i'll have to read the book to find out yeah you let me know you let me know if you do i'll read it again okay Like, actually, Josh, what I'm going to read next is kind of Monte Cristo instead of Swan Song. I'll just have to start it now, even though I'm not done. And then I will annotate, I guess. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm actually currently reading kind of Monte Cristo twice. Twice. I'm actually, so I'm here (laughs) with this group, but then I started it over with. Goodreads would not let me do two, two, I don't think. Currently reading. I guess maybe if I did a different translation. Hmm. Well, That'd be interesting. yeah. So you could like you could just scan, yeah, scan yeah. the back of Martin's Martin's book and be like, "Yep, this is one I'm reading." <laughs> oh my goodness! You uh, know, I did have the idea to read it. You know, last time we got together, I was like, "I'll read it in the original French." I'll just point my phone at each page and tra- live translate it. <laughs> Google translate English. It? <laughs> That'd be so funny. That'd be so oh cumbersome. That'd be such it would a be. slog. It would be. I, you know, Dumas, there's something about his works that are very appealing to people, though, because, like, also wrote The Three Musketeers, which has been adapted multiple mm, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so, uh, there, it's either has been released or will be released soon. They're, they did a fully French film, like, really faithful adaptation of The Three Musketeers. And I was like, man, how do I watch French movies? Can I get subtitles? Um, 
because it looked i saw a little trailer snippet for it and it looked really good um again despite not knowing the language and then there's uh there's another book too i'm drawing a blank on it that was made into a movie oh my goodness i can't remember what it's called i have it upstairs started reading it even queen margot that's what it is by queen margot yes also by demo oh. um so have you read three musketeers too yes a couple times i actually so i hadn't read it and then in college a friend gave it to me for christmas so oh. i read that and then at a garage sale i picked up a it's probably now a 120 year old copy of really but it's under the original title the three guardsmen oh in english though still interesting wow that can be that could be worth some money uh it could be i don't know that it is want to want to just go and sell it yeah um do you now do you like three musketeers as much as you i mean i've i mean the answer to this is gonna be no but like do you how does that compare as far as like it has how much m- you enjoy it compared to Cano and Cristo. As far as how much I enjoy it, it's much shorter. Um, almost laughably so in some ways. How long is it? Like 200 pages? I don't know. Oh, I have to well. Look it up. No, it's... Can't really get even compared. Is it even a book? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a synopsis. Of so Some sorts. authors don't do very good at writing different things. Um, like John Grisham, like his books, but they're all like legal thrillers, right? Right. I mean, that's, he was a lawyer. I mean, that's, yeah, or is a lawyer, was a lawyer. And it's um, not a judgment because I like them. I like them all. I've read a ton of John Grisham. Yeah. Um, but very similar feel for me. Um, the... Three Musketeers, the... I was trying to look up a page count for it, but I'm just not finding it. Anyway. Is is more about the come... Is like more about coming together of friends mm-hmm. and developing that loyalty and then sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very... <clears throat> it feels very different. There's not a lot of similarities other than it's French. <laughs> and so there's certain things it's that French. are very French. Um, I think they're both very enjoyable though. Okay. The man in the iron mask. That's another one that was made into a movie. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is a sequel to the three musketeers. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. Today I learned. Yep. And, um, I haven't seen the movie of that. I, I wanted to because I do like I do like Leo, and it's very young Leo too. Oh yeah, I think yeah. like pre Titanic Leo maybe. It was very early, as I recall. Um, yeah, and uh, the book, The Man in the Iron Mask, I don't really recommend. No, it I sometimes authors get begged for a sequel, and they're like, "Fine, I'll do it," and you can kind of tell. Yeah, and that's. I don't know if that's factual for this book, but that's what it feels like feels to me like, when I'm reading it. I'm like, ugh, did you even want to like, write this book, bro? Yeah. 
the publisher made him do it or needed the money or both or yeah. whatever. Like um, like Michael Crichton writing Lost World after Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. They're basically like, we really need you to write another book. This is huge. Specifically about dinosaurs. I don't want to. Somehow I just turn into some. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled, they pulled back me back in. in. <laughs> are you yeah. done, are you done with that yet? No, I'm really sorry, but no, <laughs> I've not had any time Surprise. to myself to like watch anything. Yeah, it's all right. Like, yeah, if I'm if I, either I'm watching stuff with with uh, the kids or my wife, and uh, none of them are uh, ready for that. So your wife doesn't want to watch The Sopranos with you? No, believe it or not, she's not really into grim dark. <laughs> I realized so. <laughs> Really coming full circle here with the book. Man, we've stayed on track really well tonight. I'm so proud of us, Nate. I know. This is impressive. Uh, yeah. I read... If you ever want to read another like an, another Grimdark series that's a lot shorter and finished, well, you can read the first three and say that it's finished. There's other stuff that happens in-universe that the author has written, mm. but it's not required reading. Um, the Blade itself is really, really good, but it falls under the grim dark uh category and genre okay um which game of thrones in my opinion falls under as well i just think i quit watching game of thrones because if there's a point where i just realize it's not gonna finish there's no actual finish to it there's no sort of like the character development petered out for me in the mm-hmm. show even. And this isn't like season two. Mm. And that's part of why like I gave up on it. Um, okay. Unlike the Sopranos where even though it's a grimdark show, like there's no happy ending. I don't know for sure how it ends. I have not had it spoiled for me, um, but there's no happy ending here. You can just you can just tell, right? There's not really like a happy ending. There's not really gonna be that kind of bow at the end, right? Um, it's my prediction. I guess I could be shocked. I don't know. Could be. Um, but there's intense character development in it, and so that kind of keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And there's intense storytelling, and when you have those two things combined, then I'll keep going. Right. So like, I haven't given up on it, but. The, the show Game of Thrones kind of did that for me where it just kind of, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is, this is where it's peaked for me. I don't, I don't need to watch anymore because the rest of it's going to be just more and more the same without really doing enough for me. Well, um, I mean, there are some characters that change quite a bit throughout. Well, but... yeah. Arya Stark literally changes her face, right? <sighs> she literally changed her face? Yeah. She's a, she's a face shifter she's one of the assassin yeah or whatever people's she can change her face yeah not permanently yeah yeah a girl needs a name sansa i mean she changes quite a bit does she yeah dude like she goes from like annoying little princess i mean not you know yeah dainty little princess i can't wait to get married oh joffrey i'm in love right you know and she and all the stories that old nan would tell us and the knights and sir loris and flowers and she goes from that and like she basically turns like she has a lot of like just you know terrible 
stuff, unpleasant things that happen. Um, yeah. And yeah. she kind of, she really kind of turns into like to a, a badass. Like, yeah. Again. And so, I, I saw those threads, but her character wasn't compelling wasn't enough for enough. me to continue to watch it. I mean, I would have, I just, I didn't care. Like the, the initial Sansa is, is pretty garbage. I mean, she's just not a good, yeah. just, she's, I mean, well, she's a kid. I mean, she's the handful of characters that I would want to watch. I would just, again, I've, I know I've mentioned it before. I just want to see a super cut of just them and that's it. Tyrion. Uh, yeah. Tyrion and Arya and John and, and, yep. uh, and only maybe John because John started getting real, real emo and annoying where I left <laughs> off and I was just like, you know what? <sighs> I know he's going to live. I kind of don't want him to. It's what? fine. Yeah. I said what I said. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of characters in the show that I, I liked. Sure. Um, I really liked, um, Amelia Clark's character. Um, Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah. Stormborn. Yeah. Mother of dragons. And all them funky titles. I really liked some of her and even her character just started to like get flat for me. Yeah. So it, it's, it's been so long. I can't remember like when stuff I just kind of like, I just kind of give up. Tyrion's speech at his trial is like one of the best moments though. He's like, mm-hmm. I did, I didn't kill Joffrey, but I wish I had. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so good. It, that really I was, gonna was say, like, which trial? Great. Cause it's like, he's actually has, at he least has a few. One other one. Yeah. He has a, well, he has a few and he's like, I demand a trial by combat. Yeah, that that was that's an early one. That's in the. Well, he he does the trial by combat like twice at least. Yeah, well, the first one is where he meets his uh, cell sword. Cell sword. Braun. Braun fights for him and secures his release from the yeah the eerie the yeah whatever. Anyway, I want to see him fly, mother. Yeah, um, make him fly. Make him fly. Yeah, but so uh, yeah, just. I don't remember why I got on that on that tangent there. You were talking dark, about but you you you're, you you want to continue watching Sopranos, but you didn't want to continue watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, and even though they fall into that genre that I actually do like quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it's I don't know it's it's got a it's got a hit right. It's right. got a slap. So it just you. so you're just like eh. yeah, you know that's cool. So yeah, if you if you uh, ever want to do. Uh, the blade itself. You let me know. I'd, I'd I'd read that one with you. How many? Is that it's three volumes. Three volumes. Three volumes. Okay. Well, let me uh, <clears throat> let me put that on my Goodreads. I saw. So I wanted to ask you because I saw that you added something to your want to read list. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. Uh, yes. Jumper. Yeah. You know why I added that? I was. Um, so we've talked about Reddit a couple times. I actually haven't been on Reddit since June 30th. Oh, okay. Really. Other than like if I Google something and it's like the answer is uh, yeah on Reddit. Um, because they shut down third-party apps and I use the app called Apollo on mm. my iPhone. Yeah. And that was a really big, there's a whole big stink about that. And um, so Apollo shut down on June 30th and I just, I don't know. I just... It, it's it reddit is a great way to pass pass time so it's like you know it's amazing how much time i did spend on there so i'm having to find other other things to do anyway so my point is <laughs> i may go back i have been on this um uh this new thing called 
it's called I don't even know there's so many different ones like Lemmy or uh, so what the one instance thing that I'm on is like it's it's S S word S H I uh-huh. But Post. it's sh dot it just dot works. Huh. so it's like uh, I don't get how it works. It's called like the like the feder federation or federated thing. It's like all these like different communities that are like all by themselves, but you can link them together from and you can have accounts in all these different places like Kbin okay. or Lemmy or this this one and okay. So it's. But somebody had made made like a web app that pretty much looks just like that Apollo app that I that I had, and so it's you know, it's kind of nice and familiar. So it's like, and a lot some communities from Reddit are migrating to these new these new communities. Basically, they're leaving Reddit and they're starting up on these other places. So it's yeah. obviously it's a lot smaller, but it's kind of the same feel. Anyway, so <laughs> Jumper, getting back to Jumper. So, like, I haven't had Reddit to look at, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll look at, like, you know, the Google app. So, it, at, you know, on my phone, it has, like, it'll it'll throw you, like, articles to read. Yeah. And one of them was, like, uh, that I got Jumper from, it was, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, bad sci-fi movies that you should still watch or something. Yeah. Or, but anyway, so that's what I got that from. They're like, well, it's based on the book Jumper by blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put that on my list. I'm going to read it. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm like, I want to read the book and watch the movie. So I've seen the movie. I've read the book. It So I like is that like a YA? I, like uh, I guess. No? Not that it, not that that matters. It kind of looks like it. Cause it starts out following like, a kid. Yeah. The cover kind of, it kind of looks like a, yeah, it, it's almost like a pulpy, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like almost, a YA title. It's almost know, got like an adult. after school special type yeah, of kid yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um man, I don't think I would really put it in that like YA category, but um it's old enough that it might just be one of those things where the like YA is all current new stuff, right? And then it gets sometimes it gets rotated out of YA. So it's one of those things where because it's old enough, it they wouldn't bother putting it into YA. Like the mm-hmm. Redwall books. Those should be YA, I think. But they're in the adult fantasy section and they're in like the kids section. Yeah, I was going to say that. So when I went and got... Um, Some of those books are gory. So like... Lord Brocktree. It was, yeah. I mean, all the Redwall books were in the kids section at, mm-hmm. the, at Gear that I went to the library I went to but if you go to barnes and noble they're mainly well they were mainly in the adult section only now there's like a new publishing published editions that they're doing that are in the kids section interesting yeah hmm. so i think jumpers kind of one of those okay. middling ones where you could put it in the ya if it came out today i think it, i'd make a strong argument for being in ya so, so you said it caught your eye. So you like, I mean, you really enjoy the book and the movie or? I did. The the movie, I understand why people didn't like it. It's Hayden Christensen, right? Part of it was Hayden Christensen. Part of it was st- stupidness. Like, just anyway, you, you, you watch it and you're like, well, that was a choice. 
Uh, okay. I <laughs> Listen, it wasn't my choice. I wouldn't have made that choice. I didn't make the movie, though. Right. You're like, hey, we know, the, whatever. The book has some weird elements to it, for sure. Um, and in my opinion, the series, I think there's two or three books. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're fun. They're fun. Not very long. Okay. Okay. Very fun. The concept is cool. Um, in the, well, you haven't seen the movie in the movie towards the end, they're clearly trying to set up a sequel type franchise and the book doesn't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find the article about why they had cobbled, you know, this list together. Yeah. I, but anyway, I mean, I think we have a problem with remaking perfectly good movies. Um, Wonka. Wonka. Why are they remaking will, that again? I will not be watching that. I saw I saw an ad for it. I will not be watching the new Timothy Chalamet. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I buy him as Willy Wonka. Not at all. I feel it feels pandering to me. Um, like a cash grab. Just yeah. Well, it, it feels like they're trying to cash in on my nostalgia in like the worst ways possible, almost. <laughs> Um, also, I had a. <laughs> so I pointed out that Timothy Chalamet's Wonka costume is exactly, exactly like Gonzo's costume in the uh, the Christmas uh, movie he's in the Christmas Carol. Christmas or? Carol, yeah. It's <laughs> it's like they put it they put it up side by side. And I was like, holy moly! It's exact. They they could have just saved themselves the money and had Gonzo be the backstory for Wonka, which would have been fabulous actually. Probably saved a lot of, saved a lot of money on the, on the film. Yeah. They already have the Muppet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You don't have to pay the Muppet performers as much as you'd have to pay Timothy Chalamet. True. True. Is it Chalamet? 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 Charlemagne. 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 Speaking of Timothy Chalamet, he was in Interstellar. Was the son he was the son of Coop. Was he? Oh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, like I I'm I'm not obviously I'm not up on like the rising new young stars, so I'm like I didn't even know who he was. Like like well, I mean I like, saw Dune and like a couple years ago like I was like, "Oh. Oh yeah. I haven't seen Dune either." Eh. I don't know what else he's been in, but I guess yeah, he's in Dune and the new the new Dune's coming out. He's in Wonka. It was it was okay. Yeah. It, Did I you mean, watch the the previous Dune? Yeah. <laughs> From like the like nineteen eighty five or something. That I watched. I so I haven't seen the David Lynch one. I've seen the how many uh, are there? The other television one. Oh. Uh, which is yeah. Cons- was that like a sci fi channel better. or something? Uh-huh. One? Yeah, it was a sci fi channel miniseries that they did. Um, okay. So I've seen that one, and then I've seen, yeah, the then I saw one. the H the the new one that they came out. I watched on HBO. That was when I had COVID the first time. I crawled out to the living room and watched it <laughs> one night, which maybe contributed to why I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> it was cool. It was fun. There was certain things that were that were interesting in it, but it had huge weak points. Have you read the book, Jason Momoa? is the weak point in anything he's in period. He is a, he is a movie slash cinema red flag. If he's in it, there's a good chance. I'm not going to like it. So he didn't like game of Thrones. Cause he was, well, I mean, we know what happened to him. So I thought he played his part 
pretty well. In that the was picture. the only good role he's been in. Even when he's himself in interviews, I'm like, could we get a sub for this guy, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> just wretched. Um, yeah. So Jason Momoa, Momoa, huge weak point, and Oscar Isaac's also a weak point. Just too bad because he's a really good, really good actor. Is he? Yeah. I don't think he is. No? No. You don't think so? Nope. No? Nope. Not at all? No? Now, now granted, I've only seen him in... I haven't seen him in a lot, though. I so, saw him in Star Wars, which, I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, nothing against Star Wars, but it's like, you're not necessarily going to showcase amazing acting ability, right, in, in Star Wars? Because it's more like it you know, kind of, kind of over the top, kind of yeah. space opera. Not like. in the ways that you would think. Like the, I, the like this, this standout performances of of the original trilogy is like Ian McDermott as the Emperor. I think was mm-hmm. just frankly brilliant, <clears throat> and James Earl Jones Jones's voice, um, mm-hmm. probably or like theatrically are like this really standout things and then in the in the sequel trilogy uh what's his name um kylo ren that's not his real name adam driver adam driver i actually thought he was like completely brilliant he was really good yeah for sure i haven't seen anything else with him in it and i'm kind of upset with myself for not because i actually want to um yeah he's he's really good He's just a really good actor. Yeah, seems he's really, like it. He's a really cool dude. I, um, I really like... Not that I've hung out with him or anything. But. Well, I mean, maybe we should see if uh, my brother and Andy can hook us up since he was a Marine. He was a Marine. Sen- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Since he is a Marine. He is a Marine. Yes, you're never... You're always a Marine. Unless you're dishonorably discharged. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, he is. Uh, and I, I started watching like his TED talk that he did and he talks about that. I didn't know he did one of those. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. He, um, and he was really like, it was a medical reason. Like he was, he was really close to being shipped, like going out, going to Iraq. Oh really? I believe. And he, uh, he had injured himself in like a mountain biking accident. And oh. so he was, he was, I think, you know, medically separated. Oh wow. I didn't know. Discharged I didn't or that. whatever. I, um so yeah he was yeah he was like he it sounds like he really enjoyed being um being in the marines and the camarader like he talked about the camaraderie you know with with his um fellow marines mm-hmm. um and uh you know felt like he was you know doing something good you know with his life and um i think he, he enjoyed like the order you know and the yeah, a lot stuff. of structure. Structure. Um, yeah, and it was so I didn't watch the whole thing, but he like he he starts out talking about that, and then in how he was like he felt kind of lost when he was when he was when he got out, and then you know talks about how he kind of got in how he got into acting and um, and how uh, he draws comparisons and similarities between um, like performing and like plays or movies and um, and being in the Marines, so. Being mm-hmm. the military in the military is cool. Like he's part of an organization that 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 um, puts on like performances for for uh, military members. Oh, so yeah, I'm not surprised. Cool. Um, 
I going to say? Oh, so Oscar Isaac. Like in Star Wars, he's just you know, whatever, you know whatever. He's a he's he's all right. You know? Yeah, they tried to cue him up as like the next Han Solo, and yeah, yeah, it really did not. But like, so one the I guess the only other thing I've seen him in is um, Ex Machina. Okay, I really liked him in that. That he's really good in that. I haven't seen that one. He basically plays like he's pretty much like a Mark Zuckerberg, like he's the uh, CEO okay. of this social media company. And, uh, you know, he's all an eccentric billionaire. Everything I've seen him in, he's like, he's exactly the same. Moon Knight? No, I did not see Moon Knight. Mainly because he's in it. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. I just, I haven't watched any of the Marvel um, Disney TV shows. No? No. I even finished the Netflix ones. Um, Loki really good i keep hearing that excellent i loved it like when i hit the end of this like what's on there like the first season i was like i was like all right i'm ready to start season two and i'm like what do you mean there's no season two (laughs) no that was it right yeah so i'm like i hit the end fully expecting to just continue and then i was like wait a minute there's i'm like what because i had waited a while before (laughs) watching because everybody like you know wanda had recommended it to me like you should watch loki and i was like Eh, eh, eh. and then i finally so i finally started watching i was like oh my god this is amazing okay yeah uh, we talked about it but so this summer last summer we did um a summer of uh marvel movies and i still feel exhausted from it um yeah i kind of petered out on my on my marvel watching too i think i i made it through the Mm spider-man the newer I like those. We saw the we those saw the good. newest one. Well, across the Spider Verse, I have not seen. That's right, you haven't the seen Spider Verse, whatever. Oh man, multiverse ones. I've seen like the so the live action ones. You can watch those with your boy. Yeah, the animated ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he said he wanted to see some of them. And then we're like, so you want to go see this? He's like, no. <laughs> like, pff, he's fine. so funny. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. um. Did you guys finish all the Marvel movies? Um, we got through like Shang-Chi. So I haven't even seen Ant-Man 3. I have which I actually either. wanted to see because I like the Ant-Man movies. Um, I haven't seen the new Guardians. haven't seen, I haven't even seen that either. the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange thing. Um, and I like Doctor Strange quite a bit too. Um, yeah. So this time I just... I, I thought about it. it was like when the kids were getting out of school, I was like, yeah, we should do that. And then I was like, Ugh, I really don't want to. And then <laughs> we were like, well, we kind of watch, want to watch something. Uh, we had a friend over and we we're like, ah, what should we, I don't know. We should watch something like new with Martin that he hasn't seen before. So we watched Mr. And Mrs. Smith and oh, he, nice. he loved it. it he, he was like, that was so fun. That was so good. Oh my goodness. And it's I was a great like, movie. it really is. I forgot how much I liked it too. I think I've only seen it like once, but it was awesome when I watched it. I was like, it was great. so good. And so I started thinking about that and I was like, man, okay, what else do we have that's similar? And I was like, I know what we're going to do. So we, we watched the uh, mission impossible movies. Oh. Sorry. I mean, one, two, one all the way through. So we're caught up. We have not seen the new theatrical one. Dead reckoning. Apparently that one is like, Maze balls, like it's supposed to be, like one of the best. They're all they made. they're all real fun. I, I don't care what people say. Two is still good. 
So I read something. It's two with John Woo. This week or last week that was like ranking Mission Impossible movies. And they like, they're like, Mission Impossible 2 is still good, even though it's like, you know, whatever. It's, it is. I like it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Is that the one where they, where they, well. It's a lot of doves and like flip kicks. Motorcycles and motorcycles, weird. It's very. I mean, Tom it's a John has, Woo. Tom has really long hair in he that does. movie. Right? It's a John Woo movie, and you can tell. And is that the one? Is there a Tom, lot of like Tom. fake faces that get yeah, peeled off? And there are. There's there's a good number of fake faces in yeah, that one. Like, oh my god, it's this person. No, it's not. Nope. But secretly, after he peels off one face, there's another one. There's another face. And another underneath. one. Yeah. So it's. I I enjoy too. Part of it is nostalgia. Part of it's the Limp Biscuit soundtrack. I was gonna say, is that <laughs> is that the one the Limp Biscuit released their yes. version on? Oh my two? Yes. Yeah. Uh, now I know why you want to hate me. Yes. And then uh, yeah, so we've we've we caught up with all of those, and we'll we'll probably see the Dead Reckoning in the theater. I think I've seen. I I don't. I may have missed out on some of the some of the the newer ones that have come out. Yeah. Did you see the Henry Cavill one? No, I didn't. Uh, and I love Henry. I do too. Because of The Witcher. I loved him before. Yeah. You know you know where I first met Henry and I said, I like this man. Count of Monte Cristo. Well, really? He's in the movie with Jim Caviezel. A really? Very, a very young Henry Cavill. Wow. Yeah. Dang. I mean, his part was not he was he was very young. Like it was a little maybe a little stiff, but that's okay. I mean, it worked for the part. Child actors. I don't think I call him a child actor. Well, but, I don't know. know. How old was he? I don't know. Thirty probably. No, then? He, he <laughs> was, yeah, he's like eighty now, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like Henry. Okay. I like Henry Cavill, and the yeah, the Mission Impossible with him in it did not disappoint. Really? Because he's the villain, right? There is a slight. Well, spoiler. I mean, I didn't know that until i watched it you t- <laughs> oh i'm sorry I, well so i was like i think they mentioned that in that in that little slideshow i was watching they're like oh, henry cavill is the villain i was like what yeah. that's awesome it is it was it's really good you should that i've seen so i've seen i don't know i'd have to the the philip look. seymour hoffman one really i've seen really that is really good though I think I saw that in theater and the, the acting in it just feels a cut above in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Because Philip Seymour Hoffman has to act like Tom Cruise acting like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right. So it's almost like it's great. It gives me face off vibes a little bit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Cause he's got to do this little acrobatic thing as he like transfers from one part of this facility to another. And I was like, yeah, this, this is really good. I is Tom Cruise in a mask right now. And I had to like, I knew it was coming cause I'd watched it. I actually watched that one last summer as well. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, we watched it a couple of weeks ago, I was watching more carefully during that bit. And I was like, Nope, it, it definitely is Philip Seymour Hoffman. He just does a really good job of acting like Tom Cruise in that wow. scene. Wow. So, oh yeah. yeah, isn't so isn't there a part where like he like 
I don't know. I'm probably getting this confused. Like somebody, somebody in a mask with like their mouth taped who like they're taped underneath the mask. No, that's not that one. That's not that one. Nope. Like it's shot in the knee or something or something. And then like, they take the mask off. It's two. Is that two? It's two. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Man, maybe I should go through all those again. Be like I'd, Brookie's jewel. Yeah, it's there. One good. is is still like again, probably nostalgia, but one is probably like my favorite. It's still good. It's so good. Even that was Brian De Palma. Yeah, which I didn't know that until I saw that slideshow. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Brian De Palma. Yeah, they, they basically had like a different director for each movie, um, and it's yeah. There's still continuity through all the movies, despite how different one mm-hmm. feels from mm-hmm. two and how two feels from three and how different one feels from three. I don't even remember what three was. Is that three is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay. Is that the one with like the brain? Yes. Bomb thing. Yeah. They shoot a little thing up your nose and that has, like that detonated. is Carrie Russell in it. She spoilers. Yeah. She's on like, she's an agent that they like try to ex like exfil like on they're on the chopper and like we gotta get the we gotta stop the get before the uh, bomb goes and then it's just like yeah and her eye goes all funky and she's dead yep um okay so that's Phil Spencer Hoffman okay yeah so how many are there six of them is that how many there are yes so I've seen seven soon to be seven one two three I've seen at least I think. Two, like Simon Pegg. Yeah. Ones. So let's see here. So the so four uh, features Simon Pegg more prominently, and that's the one where he climbs. Like, like his major stunt in that movie is the one where he climbs the really big building in like Hong Kong or Singapore. I think I've seen that one. In Dubai. Yes, it's a desert. It's yeah. Um, yep, I think. Yeah. So then right. there, there's that one, and then the fifth one is kind of like there's a like an evil Ethan running around. So we can really describe that doing doing stuff and things, and Ethan's got to find things. him. Yeah. Which is the one where there's one where Simon Pegg can like himself. They actually make him. In, like infiltrate one of the buildings it's like a has like a water turbine or something so like ethan is like swimming through. five five is that five that's when we're where tom cruise holds his breath for like six minutes okay so is the cavil one is that six then is that the most recent one or is that six yeah okay yep it is so i'm pretty sure i've seen all but six and now seven six was a lot of fun I might watch it again. Is that the one where, where uh, Ethan's like the plane's taking off and he's like hanging on to the outside of the plane? Like, no like speed break or the that whatever. one is, that is five, four or five. It's four or five. Okay, so I've probably seen that one. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see Dead Reckoning in the theater. I think. Hey, uh, I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie in the theater, and uh, this is gonna be the one. I think so. I think I've seen. It was two. I would see two again. I think I saw the two, and then I saw 
three. You know what? I think I like, I just kind of like weird movies sometimes where like the weirdness is a stylized choice. So like Mission Impossible 2, but also Face Off, very weird movie. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I saw something I, again on Reddit. Um, they were talking about how like we're probably not going to get movies like like Face Off and Con. No. They're talking about like Nicolas Cage, I think. The Face <laughs> Off, Conair. Um, you know, they're corny, but they're still, but like, and they're over the top. But the actors are just. They mention a lot like chewing the scenery, like mm -hmm. like the actors are just like mm -hmm. they're in it and they're like all in and they're just. They're going for it like 110%. Yeah. Some, like, man, I just saw a thing. Man, I can't remember who it is now. And it, they were talking about a guy in a recent movie, and they're like, oh, he just chews every scene that he's in, and it's great. And yeah, they were saying the same thing. You just don't get that a lot anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think we will, actually. I think we'll have a, uh, like another resurgence in it. I think. Uh, Hope so. We kind of had a string of movies for a while that were the characters were more grounded if the plot was not. Uh, and then we've, we had that phase of people who really just went over the top and then, and then somehow went over it a little bit more. Yeah. Like, cause Nick cage in face off starts over the top. Oh yeah. And then they go another this cut guy above. Is insane. It's so and crazy. Just it's yeah. so good 90s action like big budget action just yeah it's great broken arrow is another one that i that so that's not nick cage but that's john travolta mm. and christian slater oh cool if you haven't seen it that was actually one of my like one of my kind of favorite movies when i was a kid yeah as well um and uh, so they're like they're stealth bomber pilots like B two, you know the the okay. flying wing, yeah, pilots, and they, um, like on a training mission, they, um, the whole premise is you know broken arrows, like if a if a nuclear weapon is like missing, mm. and so they like lose one or have an accident, Oops. but really, I mean spoilers, but really, John Travolta is is a bad guy and he's trying to steal it. <laughs> so they have, so they have broken arrow. It's like, it's, they don't have like, you know, positive control. They don't have, you know, it's not secure. They lost it. So then it's all like Christian Slater. So it's, it, I, I, I don't know who directed that. It, I think it has some woo vibes to it, but there's some really like sweet, you know, over the top action, uh, fight <laughs> scenes with, with, Christian Slater and, and John Travolta. Um, Howie Long is also in it, who was a um, former football player. He plays like one of the, you know, goon security guard types. The Brute Squad. It has a 6.1 rate. It is a John Woo movie. Is it? It's no directed kidding. by John Woo. It's a 6.1 on IMDb. You know, I think, I think some people try to really like chew the scene. And I think the people who try to do it just don't do it very well. And I'm thinking of like, uh, Will Ferrell 
I think that's my that's my issue with him is he really just gobbles up every scene he's in, and not in a good way. With yeah. with few exceptions, mm-hmm. right? And, and if it's in small doses, it's usually fine. Zoolander, he's real over the top, and it's part of the character, and it works mm-hmm. really well. Um, the other guys works reasonably well. He actually is toned down in that movie, and that's part of what makes it work. Um, or like he's like he's taking a little bit of a different approach than what you're used to with yeah, him. and it works real well. And then uh, uh, Rebel Wilson. So we just watched the uh, Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, the Pitch Black yeah. Perfect movies. No, the <laughs> that'd be what a great combo that would be. <laughs> Vin Diesel's all like, "Oh, we're we gonna get rid of these aliens. We're gonna sing. We're gonna sing about him." I got a group. They're called the Bellas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, Rebel, Rebel Wilson tries to chew every scene that she's in, and it gets real annoying real fast. Yeah, it's just kind of that, like, that Farrell's era of, like, SNL, like, the yeah. kind of that, I don't know what you call it, like, just caricature. Manic, like... Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying about chewing the scenery. Just like, just taking it, continuing on, like just taking whatever bit you're doing and just, just keep going with it. A little too long. Sometimes it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Well, some actors, the training that they've had, they recognize the difference between going for it to enhance the to enhance what's going on and still being like respectful of the film Mm -hmm. time and not wasting film. Uh, Yeah. I don't think we can talk about it here though. There's an interesting story about the departed that, um, that, uh, is told about Jack Nicholson's character and his concept of that. And he was like supposed to be this like psychopath guy, you know, crime boss, psychopath. Mm -hmm. He's crazy. Right. So he, there's a scene and he like, you know, does a certain thing and then he, so he does it exactly like as is written and he goes, I want to do something. Here's what we're going to do. And he tells them. And he, so they do the scene and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and he was like, yeah. And, but he did it in such a way that it didn't like waste everybody's time. Mm hmm it had a purpose and he was like, and they scaled it back to this point here, but he gave them because he asked for it to be done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like everybody's caught off guard and they're like, well, I guess we'll just keep rolling. Yeah. You know, it was intentional. And so the, he gave them cut points so that if at any time it went too far for what they wanted, they could just trim that out without, huh. without having to do like reshoots or rewrites or anything like that. Oh, so okay. it's like kind of a big difference between that and like what the modern just like people are doing, which is just basically like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. Did not know that. Um, speaking of chewing the scenery and we've been going for a while, so we probably should wrap it up eventually. Uh, but I watched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Did you? I was I was just gonna say Alec Baldwin is a guy, yeah. Who can he can do it, and I'm never like upset about it though. Yeah, and it's like, and that movie is like full of just great performances. Like 
So I watched it and I was kind of like, I, I don't know, like I, I didn't, I wasn't like blown away by it and like, oh my god, this is like my new favorite movie ever. No. Is so brilliant. I was like, kind of like, eh. But I think it's one of those where I'd kind of want to watch it again, just to kind of like, you know, I think it's about like everybody gives those like really good performances and again chewing the scenery and just like yeah. put that coffee down <laughs> coffee is for closers yeah and it's like i was i was totally one of those people that's like that's the only thing i'd ever seen about that movie he won was best supporting actor for that for the five minutes yeah, he, he was, was in, in it for that like movie just that scene that was it literally like maybe five like oh no more alec you know it was in the, ed harris is in that yeah Walter Math Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon. No, just Jack Lemon. Just Jack Lemon. There's um, a bu- there's a bunch Alan of guys. Arkin. Alan, Alan Arkin, Arkin. Jeez, Jack yeah. Lemon, Kevin Kevin Spacey, Al Pacino. I, f- I forgot. I did not remember Al Pacino being in that. Pacino. I got. I think I should watch that. I've yeah. listened to the audio drama because it's because it was originally a play. Yes. Yes. So I've listened to the audio from the from the play, and that was pretty good. I've never seen. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's about these like these salesmen. Yeah, and it's give me the good lists. Yeah, give me the good leads. Give me the leads. Can I get the you know? Leads? And it's like, kind of like I felt like you know, it's about just the kind of like the, I don't know. I know that this there's something else called this like the death of a, death the of death salesman? of a salesman, right? Yeah, like it's just like, like it's just a crappy. Gig, so you know and they just yeah struggle for a long time that's all i knew about it too and i went to a um like an intro to being a kirby salesman and oh. if you don't know kirby's a type of vacuum oh yeah it's a yeah. very high-end vacuum it does everything sounds like cutco it it really is it's very it's very similar um, the vacuums are really cool and they do last a really long time. Like but it's like a multi-level marketing, but it is. Yeah, deal. it's definitely MLM. And the guy who's like in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin is like bragging about his car and his watch and stuff. And he's like, you see that watch cost more than you make it a weird pal. Yeah. And, you know, all this <laughs> stuff to like bully them into doing better. Yeah, and he's like, because if you don't, you're fired. Right? Yeah. And so the, the Kirby like, guy yeah. was like, I'm the top salesman for Kirby in the world. I'm so high up that like the owners invite me to Vegas on weekend parties with them. And we drink $1,200 shots. And, we, and he's like talking about all this stuff. And I was just like, ah, I don't think I want any of this. <laughs> you're kind of doing the opposite right now. I don't want to be the low man on your totem pole. Yeah, like I don't. That's just a tactic that they use. They always bring in like their high sellers. They cut, I did Cutco for like two weeks or a month. I don't know. It was it was terrible. It's yeah, a, it's a shameful black mark on my career. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, this person here, they sold, they broke records and blah 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 and yada, you know. And you're just like, whatever. And it's, yeah. it's all to get us to sell more. I left at lunch. Yeah, I'm, like we weren't getting paid for being there. Well, yeah, and of I was course. like, yeah. mm, I'm out. Yeah, I remember when I told the guy that I was that I was quitting, I was leaving. He's just like, 
but why? Why would you want to go to a regular job? Why do you want to go work? You know, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm gone. It's like, it's all the same tactics. They use the same. Good for those people who are doing well with that. But for in, in general, I just, I would hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I felt, you know, in that Glenn Gregg and Glenn Ross, you feel really bad for the guys because it's like, man, they're all struggling. So they bring in this, this heavy hitter, this big superstar salesperson. Yeah. To, yeah, to bully them into being better. <laughs> yeah. Which I, it's almost like they just want them to quit because they're just like, right. we're only going to keep the top two and then the other, everyone else is out. Fired. Everyone else is fired. Oh, yeah. I used to be a salesman. It's a tough racket. <laughs> yeah. You want to go home and play with your kids? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, what a. It's just like, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, have you seen the SNL thing where Alec yeah, Baldwin the is elf. The, the elf? Like, yeah, Sam's <laughs> workshop. Oh, that's oh, so good. Man, it is. I think he like slips he up. He messes up during it, yeah. And he actually goes back to the, like, the, the, the actual, original, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a classic. Oh, man. Yeah, so there's another guy, like, another big guy. He's like a he's like a knight or he's like Sir something, Sir Jonathan... Um, he was the father of the bride. No, oh. uh, father of um, what's her name in Pirates of the Caribbean? Kira Knightley. Yes. Is there another woman in Pirates of the Caribbean that's named? Um, that's what the, I the witch uh-huh. lady. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so he's the he's like the Mark. Or he's the guy. Not think. I'm not a mark, but he's the guy that Al Pacino's trying to see, that he gets to buy you know, uh, some property. Oh yeah, because they're selling property, right? Yeah, and it's like garbage property, <laughs> and like every time, like the all of them are just, all of them are just like complete BS, BSers, <laughs> liars. Like they're mm. on the phone in this crappy office, but they make it sound like they're in like this awesome like. They're like, oh, like, yeah, um, I'm just getting ready to go to the airport. And he's like, uh, Marjorie, get me two first class tickets and my passport and $10,000 cash. But he's just, you know, sitting at this crappy desk. He's just making it all up to make himself sound better. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What and a great. Just, yeah. What a great thing. Alan Arkin, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey, Jack Lemon. And like Jonathan Price, that's it, that's it. Price, Jonathan Price. Lemon is just amazing. Yes, he is. And I got like this struck me as really weird. Like I got like Brian Cranston vibes from him. Like just in some of the like looking at his face and the way that he, the way that he acts and like the way he says stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm like I wouldn't be surprised like if. Cranston like was kind of inspired a little bit like in his style from Lemon. Like Maybe. I looked it up. Like I was like I go like has anybody else noticed this? And somebody else drew that comparison. They're like in huh. Glenn, you know, Glengarry Glen Ross between Lemon and the way and just and Brian have, Cranston in general. Might have to go and I might, I might have to watch that. It's it was good. It was um it's on it was on Hulu that I watched it. Um, nice. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was good. I, it, I want to watch it again. Like I said, I like when I, 
when I first watched it, I was like, eh, okay. I mean, but I think it, I just need to, I think I want to watch it again because there are, it's just full of great performances. A lot of nuance. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of nuance. And it's like, it's all like rapid fire. Like there's just like lots and lots of dialogue. It's like, who, uh, who wrote that? Was that Sorkin? Do you know? No. Um, he tends to, he tends to write really, uh, you know, tight rapid fire stuff. No, but it's a guy that has, is known for like his own style. David um, Mamet. Yes. Screw the, that is right. Always be closing coffee oh yeah yeah that guy i recognize him mammoth yeah like and pacino is just his character is just he's just great like everything he's he's in there again like scenery chewing like but just (laughs) just captivating like you know it's not definitely not a will ferrell (laughs) no not at all Oh, he wrote the screenplay screenplay for uh, Hannibal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, bunch of stuff. <laughs> well, so potentially the next time we meet in this way, you could be done with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. Well, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna stake it down and be like, yes, this is what I'm gonna do. All right, gonna commit to that. Um, <laughs> you need to watch Casablanca. Yes. Yeah, I think maybe I'll maybe maybe we'll do like a movie night. Let's see if a bunch of people want to come and have some popcorn. That'd be fun. So the last one we did was uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah, that bad movie. <laughs> kind of had a hankering to watch that again. Really, I have. I know. Right, it's another one where I it's s- kind of like. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Well, obviously a different feel than you know Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, but it's like it's one of those where you can go back and wa- you go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about like say like the Marvel movies or just like superhero movies, like I watch those and just kind of feel like they're all mostly the same just kind of like you watch yeah. one and you're just like yep okay. with i mean with some few exceptions like i watched the batman like five times sure i would put that in a different yeah category yeah myself that's fair because that one is, was amazing um but it's like i don't really have like a hankering to go back and watch those like the avengers i'm like eh. yep yeah Precisely, and uh, even if I bet, even if I did, I would, you know, I would be entertained. But I'd probably, but I'm, I don't really feel like, <laughs> you know, I want to go watch them again. But something like Uncut Gems or Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, something I would want to watch again. Yeah, I should. What if I could? We'll see. Maybe as we slip into fall, I'll get the projector out in the backyard. Oh, something like that. There's an idea. That could be fun. Cool. Well, I suppose we should probably wrap it up. How long have we been recording for now? Two. It's been six hours. <laughs> the magic of editing. <laughs> it's <been> six hours. <laughs> it's been th- six hours. Yeah, it's been one week's for me. Yeah. All right. 
So we've got our, I've got my homework. Yeah. And you I'll continue on your kind of Monte Cristo. Yeah, I, I will. And the other books you're reading. You're yeah. Reading, so yeah. real quick, you said you're reading six other books. Yeah. Got, Why don't we just end with, we'll, we'll just, we'll close it out on this. Huh? So what are the, what are the books you're reading? Okay. So, I mean, we, we are, my office is reading one at work called One Day at a Time, 60 Day Challenge to See, Serve, and Celebrate People Around You. Okay. Uh, kind of Monte Cristo, as we've spoken about. I'm reading Tales from the Cafe, which is the sequel to Before the Coffee Gets Cold. Uh, originally written in Japanese, translated into English. It's about a cafe where if you sit in a certain spot, you can go back in time. Oh. The rule is that you have to... I saw your updates on that. ...get back before the coffee gets cold. Are you trapped if you don't? There's a whole... There's actually a whole list of rules, but it's, it's really light and fun... I don't know. It was casual reading that still kind of made you think a little bit. Okay. Um, it was very, it was very good. I liked it. I wanted to read it, read the first book for a really long time, uh, and then I finally just did it, and I liked it so much that I bought the next two. So I'm on book two, and then I have book three ready to go, and then book four is supposed to come out like sometime in the next year. Uh. I'm reading a book called Yahweh's Fugitive. It's uh, biblical fiction about the story of David. Uh, in the books, he's called David, which is the traditional way to say David. Hmm. And so there's okay. a lot of cool uh, historical, um, uh, historically accurate cultural layers put in here into the biblical story of David. Uh, so that's been fun. I've been working on that for too long. Uh, and then I'm reading, I took a break from The Once and Future King, which is like kind of the original, one of the original Arthurian tales. Mm-hmm. Um, the first book, is, the first third of the book is what the the Disney movie, The Sword and the Stone is based on. Okay. Um, and then it changed, it, it like does like a weird shift after that. And it, uh, I think I prefer the first third. I don't really. Yeah. So I've been, I took, a, I, I'm, taking quite a break from that one and then technically on my goodreads as my active um re- on my active reading list is queen margot also by dumas but i had to take a break from that one because um it's somewhat convoluted and uh, i couldn't keep track of that plus some other stuff so you know and then what about One, two, the uh, three, the four, vampire five, one? Six. Right, which I just printed. Uh, I haven't even put that into my Goodreads. I have start, I did start it tonight, though. But that's only Ooh. 32 pages not, that are not very big, so I will probably have that done pretty quick. Still counts? Still counts, oh yeah. Plus my audiobooks that I'm listening to, currently re-listening to The Dresden Files. Uh, so I'm on White Knight. Almost done with White Knight about to start one of my favorite books in the series a uh, small favor right on well this was a good discussion we had about many things as we always do yeah um as we said so i'm gonna finish game of thrones josh is gonna finish all yeah i'll see if i can have a book done by the next time too um <laughs> A book. 
And, uh, yeah, so we're going to watch some movies, some Casablanca, read some books, Game of Thrones, Cannon Monte Cristo. Um, you know, we didn't even get to the other topic we were going to talk about tonight. I know. We, we didn't. We can. That's all right. We can say that. Put that in the bag. Save it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, again, for listening, as always. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip. Side. <laughs> you, know, you know what I was thinking right there? Is that the, the Star Wars rap from albinoblacksheep.com back in the day? Mm. It's not the east or the west side. No, it is not. And then I was thinking, it's the flip side. It's the flip side. <laughs> I'm always really bad at uh, ending. Okay. Bye. See ya. In that case, maybe you should write a series like George R. R. Martin. He ha- he's really bad at endings, too. <laughs> you know who else is really bad at endings? Stephen King. Is he? He's criticized for his his endings. A lot of times are kind of weak oh. in his books. Well. Like, the whole book is, like, awesome, and then the ending is just, like, he's like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to... And then they all died. Yep. They're all dead. Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. Thank you.